Welcome to episode 5 of the Guild of Troll Plays Trolls for Hire. When last we left off with these peoples, uh, these these players, uh, you know, for, for it's out of the ordinary that we'll have the same exact five players in consecutive sessions. Uh, I guess technically there were two sessions between, whatever. Um, we're not going to see the same group of five, you know, the, the groups are going to get mixed up. But last time we saw these five... Uh, they headed into the jungles of Cholt to do a favor for the Aarakocra, namely killing a bunch of zombies because there's way too many zombies in Cholt. Let's just, like, there's just way too many. Uh, so the Aarakocra asked them to kill a bunch of zombies in return for the keystone that they had been tasked with finding. They killed the zombies, they got the keystone, they went back to the gate to go back to Waterdeep, and the gate was closed. Conveniently, as if on cue... Zogrim casts Sending, targeting Beehive, letting her know that, hey, there's a problem here, we're working on it, we'll get the gate open as soon as possible. Um, and that's where we left off. About 15 minutes later, Zogrim casts Sending again, targeting Beehive, and says, okay, so the gate is scrambled just like it was before we got it open, but... Denton's better at it this time like he knows what he's doing so it should only be like five days to get it open I don't know if that was 25 words or less and I don't really care <laughs> would you like to reply Beehive yes um give me a sec uh what give me a sec <laughs> <laughs> While you're what? counting words, happy birthday, Matt! Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Matt! Happy birthday, Matt! Take a hat. You take oh, a hat. Thanks. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, it is a it is a TGT tradition where not only do birthday players get a hat, they also get a birthday boon. So, Nask for the for the duration of this session, you can use Action Surge three times per short rest. Excuse me? But only once per turn. Okay, once per turn. Sweet. I'm just going to be <laughs> blender mode. I'm just going to take two turns every turn. And then short rest immediately. Yep. <laughs> I, I was expecting at will to follow that. And I was like... <laughs> just fall asleep um, mid-battle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um... Yeah, what do you guys want to do? We got a gift sub from Iceman19468. Thanks for the gift sub, and welcome to the Guild of Troll. Kobo Nibomibo. I think I got that right. Welcome to the gift sub. Welcome. What time of day is it? It is... It's pretty late in the day. It's it's late evening at this point. Oh, Okay. Because you guys, like, you you went through the gate at, you know, mid-morning, probably 9, maybe 10 o'clock. And you traveled for about 8 hours through the jungle, plus rests, you know, lunch breaks and whatnot. I know at one point you took a short rest in the rain. Um, so 10, 11 hours have passed, so it's probably 8, maybe even 9 p.m. It's late. So, Beekeeper, you communicated to us, like, what yeah. you heard, I guess? Beehive, sorry. Oh, that, <laughs> oh no. that's, that's my fault. I shouldn't have even said it. 
beehive. Did you communicate that to us, like what you heard in the message already? Mm -hmm. Okay, all right, cool. Um, I suppose we should go back to um, we should go back to the the temple and see if there is any uh, hospitality to be offered, at least for the night. Um, yeah, it's getting a little cold. Am I? Am I, I agree. near? Am I? It's getting a little cold in the tropical jungle. <laughs> I mean, it is probably about it's probably about eighty degrees, which compared to the hundred ten you were dealing with earlier, pretty cold. I'm not a smart man, okay? <laughs> no one said I was bright. Um, are we all? Are we in where our tokens are? Um, so I think I think most of you are in the uh, in the cave where the gate was. Um, the tokens are just in the temple where uh, Rodriguez just suggested that you all return to. Um, so if you guys okay. wanted to head there, cool. Tokens I would say are that there. I would say that um, uh, Beehive, did you share with us that it's going to be five days? Uh, yeah, I would. I would after. Uh, communicating to uh, Zogram and Denton, uh, and what the fuck? I would be like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like um, the gate's not going to open for another five days, maybe? Do you think we could stay here? Uh, yeah. Um, Asaria just starts looking like really kind of giddy and excited, and um, Oh my god, I could I could show you around all oh, of yeah. like all of the levels of Kirsabal and like yeah, I'll I'll show you guys around. We'll make sure that um, that you all are taken care of. Uh yeah. This uh-huh. And then just come coming this way. And then uh he'll even like kind of squat down a little bit. Uh uh Hey Flint, you wanna you wanna get on? You guys have any sweets available? Like, kind of used to a certain level of comfort. Just, just curious. Like, it's okay. But, but yeah, I'll hop on. Uh, just kind Unless... of like looks around at the city that's kind of crumbling. It's like, nah, nah. We, we, no. I've that's got, right, Ian, right? I'm not speaking uh, out of turn there, right? So, uh, so you know, the, the city in the wall of the uh, the plateau is, I don't know if I'd call it crumbling. The walkways are crumbling, but that's mostly because the Aarakocra don't really give a shit about the walkways. Um, the buildings are in good repair. Um, but in terms of, like, foodstuffs that you have, um, your gardens are on the top of the plateau. It's essentially just a lush garden paradise Got it. that visitors are not allowed to visit but there's uh there's all kinds of sweet fruits there's uh bees for honey just yeah there's there's oh, sweets i thought i thought he meant like sweet, S as in like accommodations yeah sweet yeah S U yeah Cool. So Jesse yeah. got it right. I didn't. Yeah. No, Beehive's gonna do. Beehive reaches in and takes out like some berries and offers them to. Nice to eat. <laughs> Just from your from your stomach, like your stomach Hello area. Phones. What? 
Oh, no. Uh, she reaches into uh, her um, herbalism bag and offers you mm. some sweets. Thank you. I, I legitimately half expected you to just, like, reach in and grab some honeycomb. So, like, <laughs> I have bees. Bees still in it? Like, yeah. like No, no. She she has, like, a nozzle and she just presses, like, a mason jar against her side. Just... It's a jar of honey. I want the murder hornets come out. We start having flashbacks. Oh, no. no. Uh, oh, yeah. Those are hanging around. Ooh. Uh... But yeah, so Asteria will just be like, quick, get on, get on. And then start flying it, like, not not like hovering, but very slowly flying along the path that the others need to take. But off of the side, mm -hmm. so that it will make Flint feel like he's like really high up. Uh, not just flying like a couple of feet off the ground. Is this the highest that we've been so far? No. Oh, okay. No, so well, we're in the we're in the cave that's yeah, here, okay. and we've that's... been in here, right, Ian? Uh, oh no, we've been so, here. No. Yeah, we've been here. Yeah. Yeah. So about as high as you've been. You're only you know 600 feet off the ground. Yeah. I would no, be gripping <laughs> and apologizing. Um. <laughs> But yeah, and then so I will lead them up into the monastery type area. Okay. okay. And um, yeah. So uh, as as you get there, uh, Asteria, uh, there's a there's familiar faces, but for the rest of you, there's new faces. Uh, namely, uh, standing on. Once you once you get down into the lower level of the monastery, uh, a pair of humans actually follow you into the monastery and just kind of stare at you from the uh, the balcony above, uh, and they look like this. Mm. Ooh. Cool. Cool. Uh, so the uh, so the the smaller child uh, is carrying what is very clearly a prosthetic beak basically uh that he just like holds over his face uh he he likes to pretend he's an aracocra i love that and and this image was clearly designed to be on a white background and it's not and it doesn't look fantastic um yay this looks good oh i still think it looks really great yeah, yeah it looks great, great. Um, so they, they just quietly watch, uh, as you're having a conversation with Ashara, the head priestess here, who is incredibly ancient at 25 years old. <laughs> uh, Kokra don't live past 30. Fun yeah. fact. Um, Fun. Uh, neither do gnolls. Oh, really? Yeah, gnolls are like 30 oh. also. Neat. Um, so uh, Shara um, is happy to house you for a few nights, um, but explains that it's it's I'm willing to forgive, but it is technically a trespass that you entered the monastery without first heading through the cleansing chambers 
it is understandable. Our city is arranged in such a way that it should not be possible, but magic. So, um, but uh, we will we will ask that you stay to the lower reaches of the city for your stay here. We understand these are uh, unusual circumstances. We thank you for the hospitality. Uh, there are there are a number of empty houses. Uh, feel free to avail yourselves of one. Um, what if they do the cleansing rituals? Then they would be permitted above. It is... I did not want to assume that they would be interested. Should we should we do the cleansing ritual of hysteria? I think I know what the cleansing rituals is, but can you can you tell me what they are before I assume anything? Um, it's it's essentially just a series of um, I mean it it's basically just an elaborate bath, um, but it's sort of a ritual bath um, where oh, they use perfumed no, I... perfumed uh, oils and salts. That's all. Would I gather that there would, uh, what would I gather, like, the implications of doing this ritual would be? Like, what what does that mean? Not a whole lot. Like, in realistic terms, not a whole lot. But for the culture of the Aarakocra, they don't allow people in the upper reaches of the city until that, until then. Yeah, That's all. Um... It could be like a um I'll I'll look at Oh no, she's still there. I'm not going to say this. Never mind. Um I can I can explain to them what what it is as we're finding houses for them and okay. see if that's something they're interested in. Okay. Um so in order to get to the lower reaches of the city, you actually need to make your way through the cleansing chamber anyway. Um so um I don't want to move everyone's token around, but um, but basically, uh, so this door here over on the left side is the same door as this door here uh, on the, the bigger map. And then this building all the way on the right side of the uh, town is the cleansing chambers. Okay. So, um, so in order to get to the lower reaches, you need to go through that building anyway. Because there's no other ladders or anything. This is a very linear town. Yeah. Um, the lower it, but it's not linear at all for the Aarakocra. <laughs> Correct. You know. Like... What was that, Chris? The lower reaches, is that the four and below? Or is it just the below or iron? That's the lower reaches. Oh, Got again. it. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much everything below the cleansing chamber. Mm-hmm. Um... So I'll I'll lead them to the cleansing chamber, mm. and when we're there, I will um, I'll uh, you know explain to them what is going on and what that means, um, and then um, is anyone else in there when we get there? Um, 
There is... So there's one Aarakocra just standing on the balcony uh, at the entrance, the upper entrance, uh, and then another guarding the lower door from the outside. So you would run into him as you were leaving the cleansing chamber. Mm -hmm. So as we're like downstairs, I could, um, I'll just like whisper to Flint, be like, could be like a sauna experience for you, you know? I mean, it could feel like a fancy. Nice. Go ahead. It could be quite nice. I mean, if it's a, it sounds like a fancy bath, and I'm all in. Does this um, ritual have any religious implications, or is it more of a cultural thing, Mister? It, it is. It is predominantly ritual. Uh, or sorry, it's predominantly religious. Uh, it's essentially preparing travelers to be pure enough to enter the temple of Ubteo. Mm. So I would say that and then just be like, yeah, but... Is this if, you, if, you, if, you, if you believe in stuff like that. Right, but if uh, the waters or is anything that is used here uh, inherently magical, or is it just sort of going through the motions? I mean, I've done it. I don't get any magic from a jail. I, I did. Damn, it is true. Um, I don't know. I don't... I'm not going to go as far as saying that Boopteo doesn't exist, but I personally have never really felt Boopteo's presence. Or oh, I'm, I, I don't care about Boopteo. I'm just wondering if the ritual itself is inherently arcane or if it's just some ritual we've got to turn around in a few circles and then be done with it like you know is this just a an act to do or it does it kind of us in their presence or something like that or make them aware of us i think i think given asteria's skepticism it would definitely be uh the latter uh, okay just that's what I thought, yeah. Um, I mean, like I said, I got absolutely nothing out of it, including attention from Upteo, including gifts from Upteo, or whatever sort of nonsense. And, I mean, yeah, you I haven't... I'm just going to walk over and, like, comfort Asteria as, the, as though she were talking about being, like, having missed out on getting love from someone. Like, oh, it's okay. Um. Oh, it's it's. Th thank you, thank you. But it's fine. I I wasn't necessarily looking for that. I was uh, you know, just uh, kind of. Is is there a is there a solid roof on this place, or is there an opening in the roof? Uh, there's a roof. Yeah, I don't think any of these are open to the elements. It rains a um, shitload, so that would be a problem. Got it. Um, 
uh, just kind of like language. motion upwards and um, I, I believe more in what the stars have to say than any of the gods. So, but I, but I do appreciate it. <laughs> Matt noticed. I added rain. Raining? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think if we're still like standing outside, Nask would just be like, perhaps we should move inside. We can. Mm. But we, we are inside. We are right? inside. Okay. Yeah, we're inside on the lower level because we haven't mm. opened the door to where the other person is. I think what I'll do is I'm going to let some other people go first and see what it involves and maybe do like a... Can yeah. we actually do this now or do we need yeah. a Shara to do it? No, yeah. it's um, there's <laughs> There's actual pictographs on the wall depicting the ritual. Um, it is... It is legitimately handled with as much um, gravitas as employees must wash hands before returning to work. Uh, so, is it something where it's like an actual bath where it's like, okay, get out of your armor? Yeah, so, or like yeah, so it, is, it is an actual bath. There is, uh, there is a wash basin. Um, it, there's very little privacy. Um, and you, you get the sense, since Aarakocra are birds predominantly, uh, they treat it a lot like a bird bath where they just kind of dunk and shake. Um, it's not really like a wash yourself, bathe kind of situation. It's cleanse yourself in the waters, dust yourself with the, the salts and, and daub yourself in the oils. Yeah, I, I think... Nask would just walk in and depending, well, really whatever anyone else is doing, and he would just start kind of going through his own ritual to start with. Um, hmm. Where it's like he has a sash which he would take off and then wrap his spear and then like the axes and basically wrap all of his weapons in this sash and then start like taking off his armor and he, he kind of going through his own preparation ritual and mm. then he would basically like follow through the diagrams exactly um which it uh if anyone else is paying attention you probably don't want to go after him because he's still covered in gunk <laughs> and it's kind of gross <laughs> gross but he goes first is what you're saying well, well like he's <laughs> going to do his first his like own ritual so you know you might just want to Hop in, oh. hop out. <laughs> Is there only one tub or one? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, one tub. Does it get uh, refilled in between people? I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, the it's not it's not intended to be a bath bath. Uh, so they don't clean the tub; they just empty and refill it. You ever given a dog a bath in the bathtub? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Beehive is going to poke around at, like, uh, Nash's items that he wrapped up briefly and then, like, look at him and see that he's covered in filth and just, like, jerk up and then shuffle ahead of him <laughs> very quickly, dunk herself in the water. <laughs> kind of shimmy oh, around. Rough, okay. Um, stand up, shake herself off. Okay. And then do the rest of it. 
thing. Right. Uh, so the uh, I keep saying uh, salts and oils, uh, but there's there's actually several powdered solutions. There's salts, uh, powdered chalks of a variety of colors, uh, and even gold dust. Uh, that the the Aarakocra take the colored chalks and the gold dust and sprinkle them across their feathers to make themselves just a little bit more pretty. Because Aarakocra don't have particularly colorful plumage, generally. Hmm. Uh, uh, Beehive's going to be kind of entranced by this and like look through all of them and like try throwing different ones on herself. And just experiment. Okay. It's like she comes out looking a little clownish. Like, yeah. Like, she's never put powders on herself before, and it's just, she overdid it. Um, are, are the, is it understood that people are, like, getting down to their undergarments or things along those lines? They're not getting, like, fully naked, right? Is that, I mean, is, uh, is, is that, uh, let me, let me rephrase my question. <laughs> Do you have to be fully naked for the ritual? No. Asteria would make that very clear. Okay. Um, just so people don't get uncomfortable if they need to or whatnot. Um, I would also make it clear that um, I would like to... Uh, I, I, I would be, like, standing there, like, toward, like, the end of the line with the gold powder. Mm -hmm. And I would like to, if people are okay with this, clearly... Consent is everything here. So I would like to take, like, dip my finger, like a wet finger or something, into the gold powder and just put, like, a gold star on the chest of the newly found comrades. If people are okay with that. Yeah. Well, while some of the others are doing this, I put a little gold B on Astaria's head. <laughs> Um, while other people are doing this, I'm kind of hanging back to see what's going on. Um, I cast a vine scan to see if I sense anything happening during the ritual, kind of like looking at the ritual as it's being done, not by beehive specifically, but by some of the other like um, flesh and blood uh, people in the okay. party that aren't constructs. Okay. Uh, you you get the sense that there is absolutely nothing magical arcane or divine about this it is it is a just a ritual it's a ritual yeah, yeah. i mean okay. there is I... there is value obviously in cleanliness uh but predominantly it's it's a it's a way to ensure that the people going through here are willing to obey right. more than anything else okay yeah so then i because yeah, some of these yeah. things make you feel a little ridiculous. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah I, I unbuckle my uh, my weapons and get down to whatever level of disrobing I need to and uh, step in. And I'm just kind of, you know, I just go through the motions everyone else has just with a, a little bit more, I guess, stagnant reference. <laughs> and, okay. Um, just go through the motions, get it done. I'm not in a rush or anything. I still want to make sure it doesn't seem like I'm insulting them or anything. And I just move through it. And uh, immediately when I come back up, I uh, um, I, I, I get I get to see them. 
Yeah. Uh, Nask, you got a cheer from a rogue singer. Oh, nice. And I, I put it in the I put it in the spreadsheet too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, bum, 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 bum. All right. Uh, so, if I'm not crazy, that was everyone who went through the ritual, right? Is that is that a sort of for Flint? I couldn't tell when Nask would have sullied the water. Uh, <laughs> so I... it yeah, it sounded like he was spending uh, a good while uh, doing his own separate rituals with his weapons. Uh, oh. So you would have had time to to jump ahead of him. Okay, and I you know, I probably would have tried to spend a little bit longer in there than was common. And then if there's there's an attendant in the room, right? Kind of yeah. If I would have left over and I, if they looked kind of like impatient, like, oh, then I would have got out, finished the rest of it, but yeah. Okay. And he gladly accepted the gold star from the stair. Okay. Um, yeah, so after, after spending a whole day in the hot jungle, the water is refreshingly frigid. <laughs> it is not heated at all. It's just... It's basically room temperature water, but compared to the room, it's nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's nice. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, so after after heading through the cleansing chamber, uh, you guys head to the lower reaches of the city to find a place to stay. Yeah, I'd follow Astaria. Yeah, yeah. I'd lead them to empty houses. Okay. Um, um, I'd probably try to focus more on these because because of the break in the walkway. There are no broken stairs before then. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so yeah, this uh, this one right in the middle, like under the five fifty, there's supposed to be a door, and it's hidden by the oh. altitude indicator. Yeah. Um, so uh, so for an indication of what a, a typical dwelling looks like, uh, you can look at the bottom right of the map. Um, so on the second floor, there's two beds, uh, and then on the lower level is essentially like the combination, like kitchen, living room area. Um, it's, it's not, it's not anything special, um, but there is room upstairs for, um, the four of you to lay out comfortably. Just, there's only two beds. Anything else you guys wanted to do tonight before turning in? Is there somewhere Where? to grab a drink? Uh, so there, there is, uh, thanks to the honey uh, that is available, uh, there is mead. Uh, in Chult, it's referred to as Tej. Um, <laughs> and it is, it is widely available in Kirsabal. Uh, they don't have money here. So you don't need to buy anything. Um, they just share. It is liter it, they are literal communists. Like, the in the truest sense of the word, this is a commune. Yeah. Um, where, where would that be? Like, where would... Where would that be available? Yeah. It's just distributed amongst people. Um, like there's no there's no storeroom. It's just everyone has their own. If you run out, you know, uh, it's it's made up on top of the plateau, and no one's allowed up there except the Aracocra, um, regardless of cleansing ritual. Um, so 
if you, Asteria, needed to get some for them, then you can. You can get a little, little cask. Okay, yeah, I would do that. Okay. And I would, yeah. I would bring it down to them, but um, I would also just go let Ashara know that everyone did the cleansing ritual. Okay. Um, just, just so she knows. And okay. I think the the powders and the gold would give it away. Yeah. <laughs> the, the chalks all over Beehive's face. That's fair. <laughs> so pretty. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. And then uh, yeah, yeah, I I would bring the I would bring the cast down to them. Um. And I feel like I would just kind of be asking a lot about like, what, like, what it's like in Waterdeep and who, who are these people that's communicating with you telepathically, like. It's kind of in awe. For everyone. And then I react in the same way. There's a garden, like, full of plants and bees. You have your own bees? Yeah. What do they look like? Um, so Asteria will get out a really huge piece of parchment. Like, mm. I mean, like, massive piece that's just like kind of folded up and rolled up mm. um and then tear off a tiny little corner and with uh his quill just like kind of draw out a picture of a bee and then hand it to beehive like and you would you would see that on this huge piece of parchment there's just like a metric shit ton of like little dots and the tiniest of scribblings but probably doesn't keep it open long enough for you to really tell more than that. I like your star chart. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Does anyone have proficiency with navigator's tools? No? Nope. Okay. No poisoner's kit, herbalism, thieves. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm surprised star druid doesn't give you navigators tools i have herbalism kit that's really weird yeah that is really weird um so at For some at point cartographers or something i don't know yeah uh, at some point during your conversations which i'm assuming you're having on the lower level of this building um there's a a tiny um hesitant knock on the door just <laughs> having a nice heavy wooden table is nice. I don't know if any of you heard that. I did, yeah. Okay. Um I'm uh I'm I would say I would be closer to the door. Um not really you know I, I'm I don't really want to, you know, I'd, I'd probably like let other people use the beds or whatnot. So I'm mm. I'm closer to the door, I'm just Taking care of my um, my sword, and so I, I get up while everyone's talking, and I I go to the door and I open it up a crack and look through, see who it is. Okay, so you see uh, you see the teenage girl and the small boy uh, that you saw earlier. The boy is hiding behind her skirts and just peeking around her. 
uh, and she's just very tall, proud, uh, but also standing pretty far from the door, like she retreated from it after knocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in an attempt to sound confident, but her quavering voice betrays her, she says, I would have you tell me of everything about the holdings of Waterdeep. If, if you don't mind. Can I get this person's name again? Sorry. Uh, you haven't gotten her name at all yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> nope. Uh, I, I, uh, but I, that would be my next question. I, we saw you in the temple. I open the door a little bit more once I see them. And, mm. You know, now anybody that's in, in the place can see that I'm talking to, to them. And I go, what are your names? I am Princess Moxana Ray of Omu, and this is my brother, Na. Mm. I kind of step away from cross, I step away from crossing with the, you know, like keeping my like whole body in front of the doorway and kind of like open myself up so that everyone else can see. And I let them in, because it is still raining, correct? So I just... It's always I, I fucking raining in Chult. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, rainforest, right. Uh, I let but them is it in. dark out? Uh, it is dark out. Yeah, let me hit the let me hit the dark button. I have that. <laughs> Steph says no. Steph says no. Oh my god, that's so dark. Oh gosh. <laughs> Alright, I'll, I'll turn the lights back up, because that is that is just a little bit down Um Anyway, yeah. I just love that that's yeah. a button that I have on Foundry. Probably <laughs> accurate, though. Yeah. Um, when they walk, when they walk in, oh, do they walk in? Yeah. The, so they'll 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 walk in, uh, and they'll uh, Nare, uh, as she's known, uh, will just find the nearest vaguely seat-shaped object and sit on it, and just act very proper uh nah on the other hand just sits on the floor uh and starts fiddling with his little beak um mostly oblivious to the group's existence but he just wants to be close to his sister so when he when they walk in like i'm sure she's scanning the room with the characters so he's he's always like like sorry is the little one what's the gender of the little one again sorry uh it's a boy yeah boy uh what's the um, uh, so when they're coming in, is the is the boy like looking looking around or still like fixated on the thing he's, before they he's stand? fixated on his on his beak. Uh he's he seems to be uh the the hinge on the beak uh mm-hmm. seems to be sticking and he's trying to fix that. Um Some, I, some I, I like I sit down back where I was, but I'm I'm watching from listening. I assume Nask is probably sitting because if Rodriguez is by a table or something, Nask is probably like on the other side of it, going over like his spear and axes and mm. kind of the same same thing where it's like yeah, gotta check the gear. If I if I saw the boy was kind of tinkering with the uh, the beak and was having trouble with it, I'd probably like I'm proficient with tinkers tools, and I would if that would help, I would offer to take a look at it. Like, hey, uh, do you need do you need help with that? Uh, so he 
wordlessly just looks at you uh, a little bit wide-eyed and then just sort of tentatively hands it to you. I would do my best to fix it. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll an intelligence tinker tools check. Uh, uh, how do I do that? Wait, literally, how do I do that? Um, just plus it, proficiency? Yeah, so uh, you can you can either just roll uh, an intelligence check and then add your proficiency, or if you have another intelligence skill you're proficient in, you can just hit that because uh, okay. it's the same bonus. Oh, I didn't do anything to sync this up today. I, I got uh, a 12. Okay. I'll, I'll, um, I'll fix that now. Okay. Uh, so even with a 12, you can identify that the uh, the metal used, the metal pin that makes up the hinge is uh, a fairly terrible quality steel that cannot withstand the humidity of Cholt, and it's just rusted. Okay. Is that a piece that I have access to, like to make or? Uh, so, so it is a it is a fairly, like it it's not a it's not a an esoteric part. It's just a steel pin, um, but you don't even need to like replace it or anything. You would just need to shave the rust off of the pin and reseat it. And then it would should. do. Okay. Uh, hey, we got fifteen hundred bits from Jbugs. Aww. I'm guessing that's an auto crit for Jesse. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Let us know, J Bugs. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah, you trivially uh, clean the rust off of it, reseat the pin, and then the beak actuates uh, naturally. Uh, he straps it onto his face, uh, and there's a there's a little uh, there's a rather clever lever mechanism where if his jaw pushes this pedal down, the beak flaps open. Uh, and he's he proceeds to just clack the beak. <laughs> uh, and uh, so... while this is going on, uh, Nare is just mostly focused on Rodriguez for no reason other than you're the one who answered the door. Um, just launches into asking dozens of questions about the government, the populace, the the um, the culture of Waterdeep. Okay, I'm I'm definitely able to at least give her some of the broader strokes. I've only been there for a couple of weeks, maybe almost a month. Okay, so. I give her as much as I as I am personally aware and um, mm. about what I know about it, which is like uh, um, the port side, the you know the inn, uh, right. maybe some of the monuments that I've that I've crossed, like what, whilst going through the streets and kind of what the people are like, because uh, so... I do enough people watching. But that's as much as I can give her for that. I just realized none of you are water deep natives or have spent a long time oh yeah beehive is technically a native but you're what a year old uh, i'm like a year and a half but i've spent okay. that time being essentially an urban bounty hunter inside water deep okay um so do you want to rescue rodriguez and add details yeah, where necessary? I, will, I will fill in the color there as okay. to like what the day-to-day -day life of a person in water deep is like okay um okay from bottom to top middle like 
the top of the middle class right. and then kind of taper off there with less details and like as we get to like the nobles it's like and there's a council and like yeah there's there's yeah. a there's a government yeah they make the rules we listen to them most of the time like there's three thirty forty nine thousand people there uh, so, 348,000 348,000 people um I like I that up yesterday. Numbers. yeah yeah um but yeah she she's not as good at the nobility and up when it comes um, to the day-to-day life of yeah Nar- nare is absolutely gobsmacked at the population of Waterdeep, uh and like That many people exist? Yeah, I'm more. I can't help but ask, are you from here or? I I, am. Forgive me, but you don't seem to fit in. I'm the heir of Omu. uh, And until such a time as my throne is ready to reclaim uh, Ashara, has been caring for me as her ward. Uh, but once once Omu is reclaimed and I can sit my throne, uh, the, the world will welcome me with open arms. And, and sorry, Omu is a kingdom? Is it a city? Is it a... I am Cholt. Omu is the, the kingdom of Cholt. Ah. Uh. My my grandmother yes. sat the throne. Hmm. Was that before the zombies? N- no. What happened to Omen? Well, it was it was sacked by Rosnessy. Hmm. Nah. So once like once he's been dealt with. Uh, or if I can uh, enlist the help of foreign dignitaries, and you get the sense that 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 phrase is something that she does not really understand, but she knows to use, mm-hmm. then 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 Oma will be mine again. Um, is have... it is it known the the like especially to people who are in Chult? Is it known what happened to end the death curse? No. So would Asteria know anything about like the Tomb of the Nine Gods or anything along those lines? Nope. Okay, then yeah, not gonna say anything. <laughs> also, right. I do just want to say that the auto crit was for you, so I put it in the spreadsheet oh, for you. Oh, thanks. Thanks, J Boots. Yeah. Is the um is there anyone surviving? from your royal family that you would be returning home to? Uh, just me and my brother. This kingdom is nothing without its people. Where are your people? and, And she just, she seems to be really uncomfortable all of a sudden. And she just very quickly gets to her feet Nah, it's time to leave. Let's go home. And she just holds out her hand. And he doesn't even look at her, just takes her hand without looking at it. Uh, and 
she makes her way to the door. No Wait, thank did we? We've got we've got some dinner here. We've got some berries and stuff. Did you want to stay for that? No. Um, it would it would not be fitting of my station to sup with. I have to leave. Okay, bye. It was nice to talk to you. I Rodriguez. Love, I love and hate her. <laughs> I can't tell if you're talking about Nare or Beehive. Oh, I, Nare, yeah. Okay. I don't know what I said. <laughs> I don't Me. get nobles. She'll definitely need more confidence if she is to be a ruler. Is she is she like just out the door or is she gone? Um depends on how quickly you wanna wanna react. Um I walk up to the door, look out the like look out the doorway, um mm. and uh I, I call as much as I project as much as I need to. Your mm. grace, one moment. And she like freezes but doesn't turn. And Nah just walks past her and like yanks her arm, not noticing. And she just kind of stands there. Flint would poke his head out like right underneath Rodriguez and be like, "I'm technically kind of nobility. If you need to, if you need if it's like a level thing that that you can't dine with us. Like, I'm, I'm technically from a noble line." I I walk up to her because I'm guessing we're on these like. We're outside on the wooden kind of yeah. way, um, and I—I I mean, she doesn't see this right now, but I, I keep a, a distance. I—I I, I vaguely know my way around, at least addressing. Um, and I put a, a hand over my hurt, and I kind of tilt my head down a little bit as I speak. Um, and I go, "I am sorry for." whatever difficulty you have had to endure, if you do give us a little more context, we are here for some time and perhaps may be able to help. I don't mean to try and relate, but I do know a thing about loss. She she turns just enough for you to see her kind of trying to form words, just open mouth, close mouth, just I I have to go. Thank you. And she leaves. I keep my eyes down until she turns around. And then I look over at Riley and and I just say, it's it's wet out, yeah. And I just go back in. <laughs> it's wet out here. <laughs> just saying it's wet out here with the most edgelordy of voices is so funny. I get really wet out hate here. sand vibes from that. Or you get what? I hate sand. Oh, yeah. It's wet out here. <laughs> Okay. Um so uh so yeah. Uh that was that was Princess Nare. 
I have I that that's the most fun I've had role playing her ever. So that was that was yeah. cool. Did um, I hear that her her brother's name is Na though? Na N A. Okay. okay. Na. Yeah. Um, and her full name is Moxana Ray. Um, yeah. She just goes by Nare. Um, so is there anything else you guys wanted to do before turning in for the night? Um, just in terms of pacing, uh, it is five days till the gate opens and we're an hour into the session. Oh, okay. Um, I'll make this quick. Um, so this tree right here, mm -hmm. um, is that like, is there, how big is that landing where the tree um, is? That's a really good question. Um, how big do you want it to be? 10, 15 feet. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Feel free to ask more questions like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, I, would, I would look at that tomorrow. Um, we got a treato. Yes. We got a treato for the food. Oh, we got, we got beef jerky sticks. That's crazy. Um, beef jerky for the dog. That's, that's rich. Salmon. Come on out. Get some beef jerky. Yeah. You want some mm. Lumu jerky stick? Yeah. From um, treat brand that will not be named because they refuse uh. to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, right. That's a good girl. Yeah. It most certainly doesn't rhyme with dark dogs. High five. By any nope. means. Okay, no high fives. She's tired. Uh, so yeah, Asteria would go under that tree hoping that like the foliage is like kind of protecting from the rain that the yeah. rain isn't really coming through um, for the most part lays out his star map um goes flying around like clearly like observing all of the stars comes down take notes does that like several more times and then one time whenever he is um flying a what looks to be like a shooting star comes down and a single ball of light just like comes like at an astronomical speed and just comes to a very distinct halt right in front of his face and then it just kind of like melds in and melts into his body and he becomes a constellation um and then continues to if anybody is outside he continues to fly around the city as a constellation of the stars and then um goes back to his tree and takes his normal aarakocra form and just kind of like lays down like like sprawls out in the rain letting the rain just like pound on him and uh looks up at the sky That's a hell of a way to introduce a subclass. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah. Yeah. Would you have told us something cool was about to happen? Or you're just left? Uh, he didn't know anything cool was about to happen. Oh, okay. He didn't know. He was literally just like, he does this every night. He flies around before he goes to bed, and takes notes of what the stars are doing. And like, hmm. yeah, he, cool. he would not have known that this was happening. When... Uh, but anybody that's outside would have seen it. Like okay, and when you you, some like, luck. Uh, uh, you you take luck, Jesse. I don't know if yeah. you heard that. Oh, 
Thank yeah, you. Take some luck. Thanks. If you have luck, take I did it. not hear that. So you're still outside right now, though, right, Jesse? Right, Asteria? Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, I didn't I didn't see this happen. Um, but um, this is still the first night. We're kind of like, after this, we're going to like move forward the next day and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, nothing really for me besides that, you know, uh, besides keeping my armor up and everything, I'm, I sleep by the door uh, with the, the hilt of my sword against my shoulder, and that's about it. Okay. All right. Feel free to hit the long rest button. Hit that long rest button. Um, okay, so uh, you are all awakened by not screaming but hurried yelling as it appears the city is in the process of defending itself from a swarm of zombies that are just surrounding the plateau oh no fortunately zombies aren't great at climbing so they try to climb the walls they get 15 maybe 20 feet up they fall they get up they climb 15 20 feet they fall the walkways up to the uh up to the city have by the time you get up already been um destroyed for the first hundred feet above the ground just knocked down so that no one can use them um they'll you know they'll rebuild them at some point how high are we uh, you're 500 feet up. Uh, 550 at, at your dwelling. Mm -hmm. uh, well above Longbow distance. Uh, Longbow is 600 feet. Oh. Long range? Like 120, yeah, 600. Yeah, I think it's 120, shooting, 600. Yeah. So shooting down, like, almost vertically, like, give, give us anything? And 150, 600. Um, you, you get the impression that there's too much for arrows to really be meaningful unless you had thousands of them and you don't really have thousands of arrows okay so, um, i mean I, I throw my armor on i go out to look at what's going on but okay uh, i think nask will also start armoring up um so uh Steria, you would be familiar with this this happens yeah. you're in right. Cholt. uh this is why the city is built on a plateau right um the zombies can't get to you up here. Yeah. They just, like, humaniform corpses lack the anatomy or the dexterity. Or the coordination, I guess, would be the word. So I'm not right. using a game term. Uh, to uh, to climb the walls high enough to get to the city. It's just not going to happen. Um, generally, the hordes disperse after a few days. Okay. It's not it's um, not really an emergency. It's just a hey, we need to like get shit in order right now. Obviously, we can't have travelers, so screw the walkway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Alex, I'll explain all this. Um like what time of day would this have happened? Uh the horde assembled in the middle of the night. Oh, so we like woke up to this. Yeah, you woke up to this. Yeah, so, the... Asteria would would come in and like explain all of this to them but he's like 
you would think that it would either seem mundane with how he talks about this happens all the time or just kind of just acting like it's super normal but he's actually like really giddy he's like super excited and giddy he's just like yeah this like happens all the time it's just it's not a big deal just yeah just don't even worry about it isn't it a great day <laughs> the zombies we saw in the forest was that normal also uh well yeah yeah he's like building up an army and yeah that's like we're, we just you know we're just trying to thin it out but you know obviously we didn't get them all but yeah that this happens here all the time that's why we're up in the sky because they can't get to us i thought it was the links if you have um, your own oh god um but the zombies there were different ones in the horde <clears throat> the because weren't there fast zombies also we were yeah. running from yeah so those those are, are visible in the horde below okay. uh they're actually like crawling over the tops of the rest of them but they still lack the coordination to climb more than 50 feet up the wall it's just it is impassable it's an insurmountable obstacle for creatures that is effectively are human. This how many is... are down the yeah? Hundreds. How many, yeah. How many are down there in on the ground that live in tribes or villages mm. that would turn to this? Uh so in in the jungle there aren't much in the way of, I guess, what you would call people. Um, you know, humans, half-elves, dwarves, that kind of uh, thing. Uh, they mostly live on the shores in fortified settlements with big walls. Um, Port Nyanzaru, chief among them, has 100-foot-tall walls uh, that'll hold out hordes of zombies. Uh, the city has sprawled beyond its walls, but anytime there's... Um, there's zombie attacks. The outer residents flee to the inner city. Um, there's also Grung who live in... They actually build um, elaborate mazes that zombies just get lost in. Yeah. Um, and the Terra folk frequently live in caves on the sides of plateaus or on top of plateaus. Um, yeah, that's Terra folk with a P. Like pteranodon but people mm -hmm. um Patera folk. yeah patera um yeah every pretty much every people who lives in cholt has a way to deal with these zombies uh for the yarakokra it's just live up in the fucking sky yeah <laughs> so so the, the ones that are zombies then are just the unlucky few who venture a bit too far and you know died i guess mm. ones that ended okay Pretty much, right. yeah. Um, there, there are greater undead uh, that Rasnasi can command, uh, and with those greater undead, he is able to kill people to get fresh corpses for his army. Gotcha. Okay. There's probably also generations of people buried in the jungle. Mm -hmm. so. uh, he also not too recently sacked Omu, which I mean, lots that of helped. people. Yeah, that, that helps uh, bolster armies of undead. So. Yeah, he, he does not have a dearth of corpses. 
how are we supposed to uh, deal with this moving forward? Should we, um, should we be aiding any of you in your, your not problem? Well, I mean, I think, I think, I think you just kind of answered it. There's not a problem, right? I mean, we just continue you our efforts to dwindle the numbers the other day, though. So clearly, there's a reason to worry a touch, even if it's not an immediate danger. We could ask Ashara and see if there's anything mm. they want us to do to help. Or, I mean, we can go for a supply run while they're well. They they can all fly though, so that's dumb. They also have some sort of garden where they grow their own food and such. So, yeah. being pretty self-sufficient. Well, let's ask what we can do while we're here. Yeah. Uh, so you guys are gonna head up to the temple now that you've uh, undergone the cleansing ritual and are entitled to. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, okay. Uh, so it's a it's a short walk. Uh, it's literally 40 feet directly above you. No big deal. Um, it's just this city is so weird. <laughs> just to think about as a terrestrial person, it's just like, I need to go up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is like this is Ian's favorite city, though. It's a switchback city. It is a switchback yeah. city. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so you head up to the temple, uh, and uh, Ashara is. It looks like she's just sweeping the lower floor, but the fluidity and grace of her movements, uh, and the fact that the floor is inscribed with a maze makes it very obvious very quickly that she's actually just using a ritual broom to follow the maze that has been laid out uh in just a it's essentially a form of prayer uh, are the are the humans in any eye shot of this thing uh they are not uh, I'm gonna put them back where they belong. Oh, they don't have a separate map. All right, put them back over there. Um, that's where they live. <laughs> Just put them back over there. Um, yeah, they're they're nowhere to be seen. Um, but Ashara is Ashara is here, apparently praying to Teo with a broom. That's a sentence. That is a sentence. <laughs> That's the sentence that Ian made up and then shared with us. Yep. Um, long story short, uh, Ashara is not annoyed that you're here. Like, she's she's not annoyed, but she doesn't expect anything of you. Um, and just happy to just have you here until it's time for you to leave. Uh, I kind of side mouth over to this area and go to... Can we interrupt her, or is this sort of a... we wait for her to finish praying? What would I know about her and her, like, ritualistic prayers? Um, she, she prays, like, 15 hours a day, so interrupting okay. one never bothers her. Sure. 
I I would explain that. Okay. She just she doesn't she does this all the time. Just go ahead. <laughs> like, um, I step off and I go. As we are here. Well, at least I don't want to speak for everyone else, but I know I made mention I would help with pleasure on any help you might need with your and um, with the undead below. And I, we did meet the uh, the usurped princess and prince last night, and. I dare say, it does leave me curious. I had, I had hoped that my warnings to her would not go unheeded, uh, so I will warn you now. I hope that you're not putting any grandiose ideas in her head. Certainly not, and I had a feeling she was trying to maintain her station whilst talking to us. I'm glad I don't to know hear that. that I've taught her well. Hmm. What is it about that area that is so important to the villain that has taken over it? Besides it being a, you know, an opportunity to raise the dead en masse. There, there's a great deal of history here in Chult that I wouldn't expect you to know. And Rastnessy is particularly villainous. Uh, once trusted with the keys to Mezro. He's not to be trusted again. Whatever his motives are. Yes. What's Mesro? Mesro was the holy city that Ubteo himself crafted by hand. Oh, neat. There's actually, believe it or not, art of that. Is. Is it a is maze? Because if it's not, I'm going to be pissed. The <laughs> entire city is a maze. Yes. Good. Um, but yeah, no, there is literal art from, like, second edition of Ubteo crafting Mesro. Uh, and I want to... I just dropped it in Foundry chat. Oh, it... Oh, no, it broke. Why did it, it break? Broke. It broke. Hang on. I'm fixing it. Do not break. Do not it break. break. It broke. It would break. Yeah. I think in this whole time, Nask would be like standing at the balcony, just looking out at the zombies. It broke. What the fuck? All right. How about that? Did that work? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. That. No. What the? Why is it? It did not work. It came up for a split second and broke. Right. That's weird. What the hell? I see the Forgotten Realms wiki page. But yeah, but then the image it. breaks. Ian, I fixed it. You fixed yeah, it? I see the image. It's got the, it's got a, like a giant in the middle of it, right? Oh my god, why oh, is it so tiny? Oh, it is Dagrin. It is V-tiny. It's, it's very yeah, it's tiny. Just a, you yeah. have to 
physically resized because the resize yeah. on regular arm is breaking. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's Ubtayo crafting Mesro. Um, is that the dragon? That is Dendar the Night Serpent. Oh. Oh, I don't like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is yeah. he wearing a dinosaur head as a helmet? Uh, yeah, he's the father of dinosaurs. I love that. Yeah. Uh, sorry. The the caption here now. says it's that's not um that's not uh, Dandar. That's Seth, uh, who's the god of Yuanti. Um, yeah, Dandar doesn't have wings. I just remembered that. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So I just I just remembered that that art exists from like second edition, and I wanted to share it. Um, I'm cool. sure that that art is somewhere in this temple. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, but yeah, so there's, uh, there, there's no guessing at, at what Rasnasi's motivations are for taking Omu, other than perhaps a pure, unadulterated hatred for Ubteo and all of his followers. And Omu followed Teo. Yes. Yeah, all of Cholt worships Teo. Okay. He is the patron deity of Cholt, father of dinosaurs. Insert half a dozen titles. <laughs> Which ends with the Deceiver for some reason, and I'm not entirely sure why. Because he was a primordial that deceived the other primordials. That yeah, actually yeah, probably that's that's the big one yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, Ashara doesn't think that there's anything that you can do to help. Uh, she gestures, like, sort of, like, boomerangly, like, to gesture at your backs. Like, you don't have wings. There's not much I'm expecting that you can do to help. So, get comfortable. Um, enjoy your stay. But, but I've seen these people in action before. They're pretty good with range stuff. If they could just be carried by someone, they could do some damage from above. As can we. Maybe we can't help with the zombies, but hopefully there is something we can help with during our stay. I would feel bad to take advantage. You are... Hospitality should not go unrewarded. You are welcome to find ways in which to help. If any of you are skilled crafters, our walkways are in a bit of disrepair. I... Though I, I do caution you to take care. If you fall, there's very little to catch you. We'll go with the char on you. You mean Asteria? I've forgotten. Are the Aarakocra are vegetarian or anything like that? Or I can't remember. Um, they eat meat. I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. 
I mean, I, I was, birds, birds eat meat. Yeah, yeah. birds no, eat meat. No, I know, but yeah. I, think, I think because of the religious affiliations, I wasn't sure exactly what they, you know, what the lifestyle thing was. Okay, so, yeah. because I, I yeah. yeah, no, I'm, I'm fairly certain they go out into the jungle to hunt. Okay, because it seems like a very, like, reverent and very, like, with nature. Very monk-like, yeah. Yeah, so I thought maybe they had, like, a, you know, a vegan or vegetarian thing going on. Okay, um... Actually, uh, oh, actually, no, I lied. They have livestock up in the garden. Yeah, they're, they're omnivores. Okay. Yeah. okay, cool. Um, I'll mention that I'm... Sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll offer, like, if, if, if there are any that do any sort of, you know, hunting or gathering um, at, external to the city um, for anything in particular that they need for their cooking or, or, or sustenance, mm. I'll offer to accompany those, those buddies. Okay. Um, out of out of character, are these supposed to just be burner days? <laughs> Can we get on yeah. to the next? Yeah. Um, basically, just how you know, it, it's it's mostly just a, an opportunity for you guys to uh, flex your characters and you know just be you. <laughs> right. Um, but generally, so just to get an idea, generally you guys want to be spending your time being helpful instead of just being lazy? Yes. Yeah. I'd walk around using my tinker tool to fix whatever I can. Okay. Mask? Um, I think, like, he'd probably go if they have an armory or something and be like, we'll make sure everything's in order and in decent repair and... Sharpened. Yeah. basically that when these things do get up the cliff that they're going to someday you have the tools to push them back off the cliff okay uh so the the weapons that uh the aracoker predominantly favor are javelins and bow and arrow things that they can use from the sky um you know they have their biggest advantage is always having distance between them and their enemy and they don't want any weapons that don't allow them to take you uh take the greatest use of that advantage um so there's very little steel necessary for those weapons for a javelin you need a four inch barb at the tip uh for arrows you need a one inch arrowhead um but uh yeah, their their metallurgy was... leaves something to be desired yeah, and I think Nas coming from kind of the a tribal life with other gnolls, uh, mm. like he favors the spear, so spears, javelins, that kind of stuff. He'd pretty be, similar, yeah. Pretty pretty good there to be like, okay, yeah, I'll I can make sure that you know the halves aren't ready to break, that they're mm. you know they're they're in good throwing condition and stabbing condition. Okay, all right. Um, and Beehive, generally, how do you want to be helping out? Um, so I would, I've got that, um, that little, what is it? The clipping that I have of the, uh, bush. Yep. Oh, the manga bush, yeah. I'm going to yeah. check that area by the tree and see if there's a suitable plant there to graft it onto. Okay. Like a, a bush type thing yeah. to try and kind of nurture my own little 
that kind of bush. Okay. All right. Um, uh, so, um, given the barky nature of that bush, uh, you actually get the sense that it would be uh, suitable to actually go ahead and roll herbalism tools before I just hand you uh, answers. <laughs> See if you can. Uh, uh, I think that's a wisdom skill yeah, or a wisdom so. tool rather. It's very, it's very survival. Yeah. Yeah. Your wisdom. Uh, do I have a cheer? You should. Yeah. Yeah. Use that. Okay. So, oh, it didn't connect. Seventeen. Okay. Um, yeah, guys, come on, connect, connect your beyond twenty. So yeah, um, so yeah, you get the you get the sense as I was saying that since this is a barky bush, uh, the the clipping that you have, uh, it would be suitable to graft onto other barky plants like a tree. Um, so you just uh, so you find a branch with a similar diameter, uh, and you clip them into a sort of interlocking um, format and just tie them together, basically. Uh, yeah. And fun yeah. fact, that's how you graft plants together. Yeah. That's a thing yes. that yeah. you can yeah. do. Yep. Um, that so was why I got the clipping. Yeah. Oh, neat. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so you're going to spend uh, the next few days, in theory, like ten checking on that occasionally. I'll tend to that. And then the other thing I wanted to do is see if anyone was interested in um, looking at what the, is available in Chalt and the, the kind of things that I've collected. Anyone's interested in learning how to make poisons for their arrow tips? Um, mm. I'll probably throw together something with my poisoner's kit and teach it to one of their um, persons. Okay. Um, so I, I always try to yes end players but I do want to point out that most of their mortal enemies are undead and immune to poison. Yeah, well, that, that was the other thing. I would do this on the condition that I asked them first. Like, undead clearly aren't, like, coming up here. Do you have anything that is a threat that is vulnerable to poison? Um, not really. They really do not have any threat. Uh, that's not true. Terra folk. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Terra folk would be a, a problem to them. Um, so they are reptilian in nature. Uh, and much larger than Aarakocra. Uh, Terra folk stand at a height of about seven feet tall, mm -hmm. but if they were to stand upright, they'd be about 12 feet tall, uh, and they've got about a 30-foot wingspan. They're big. Uh, so yeah, poisons poisons would be useful against the Terra folk. Um, cool. Okay, so... Um, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Uh, I can still hear you guys. Uh, but I won't be able to reply without yelling. Well, I'll just say I would probably take, um, I would probably just go on kind of about during the day about my normal life, which is tending to the gardens where Asteria grows um, different herbs to create remedies and medicinal things, uh, medicinal things. <laughs> use correct pronunciation shall we medicinal, medicinal uh medicinal things and um at night just picking picking everybody's brains about what life in water deep is like and who these gilded trolls are and 
you know, just kind of like with utter fascination. And then um, on the first night, he would um, show everyone his sorry form fly around the sky and explain that like that's kind of why he's been so giddy all day. Yeah. So uh so in in terms of uh I guess in fiction, what does that starry form represent? Like what are you like are you drawing the power of the cosmos or Yeah. Yeah. So that... like Yeah. So he has been um like from basically birth he has been and he would explain all this to you all he's been like just kind of like crazy levels of obsessed with the cosmos in general with anything space related with anything to do with the stars with anything to do with the planets like he just he very much has been fascinated with that as long as he can remember Mm. um which was not that long ago by the way (laughs) years 17 yeah okay and um and so middle aged yep (laughs) upper end of middle aged but yeah Yeah. um but then uh he uh yeah he's just been like super fascinated by it and being surrounded by people who are he always felt out of place because he was surrounded by people that are fascinated with Uptal and like the the deity side of all of that he mm. just never got it he never understood why people are so obsessed with that because like you can't even really see it like right like it's not it's not something tangible where like you look up at the sky and like that's real like mm. nature is real and so um yeah, he, he just, like, had been studying all of this and it explains that every night he goes through a star map and, like, notes the changes and everything and explain what happened last night and also explains that he has no idea what it means, was not expecting it to happen, hmm. but uh, he can do some cool stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, out of character, weird side note, uh, as you mentioned, uh, being just interested in the universe, basically. Um, it has not, in fiction, uh, we actually rewound, because uh, it is currently in-game 4th Tarsak, and this won't happen until 10th Tarsak. But in Phandalin, the prevailing theory is that all the fuckiness came from a meteor shower. Yeah, it did. So that yeah, could be that yeah. could be a reason for Asteria to want to look into that yeah. in the future. I uh, just wanted to point that out. Yeah. So uh, the so, shower have already happened. Uh, by oh. now, by at this date, the meteor shower will have already happened. Yeah, because it happened two weeks. Because it happened two weeks before then, and that's six days from now. So yeah. So I would mention having seen that to Asteria. Uh, so the, me- the meteor shower was a hundred miles north of uh, Waterdeep. So that was in Fandolin. But yeah, I figured out like you could see the streets. I mean, coming probably down yeah. The sky. Probably. And... Oh. So you, 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 
you saw rocks falling from the sky. Uh, fire, streaks of fire, um, like stars coming from the sky, small. Clearly, that has is, no idea what a star is. That is so cool. Yeah, it was, like, there were dozens. Okay. Um, I most certainly have never seen anything like that before. Well, you should come back. Maybe. Okay, we'll have a look. Just like looks around. You, if you talk to Shara, maybe she'll keep the portal open, and I can see more bugs here, and you can go see the meteors. Yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, okay. Uh, so, um, uh, so you get through this uh, this first full day of waiting. Um, zombies are just they're honestly kind of cacophonous and really uncomfortable to listen to the entire time uh just hundreds of voices moaning hundreds of feet below you just really unsettling um but um other than them constantly trying to get up the wall nothing particularly noteworthy happens on the first day uh, I don't know if you guys are out of hit. No, because you you only had one hit die at the time, so, and then you got another one leveling up. I was wondering, oh, did you know? Do you need a second long rest to get the rest of your hit dice back? But no, nope. But you can hit the long rest button anyway. It is now yeah. fifth Tarsok. Um, to uh, drown out the noise, Beehive's gonna play an instrument. I thought you were going to say that you have bees. <laughs> That's the instrument. <laughs> <laughs> a bee organ. <laughs> no, um, oh, it was actually no. a joke because Beehive has no proficiency in any instruments. Oh my god. Okay, sure. It's awful. It's your your instrument is bees. It's bees. I'm just imagining like a lute made of bees or something, and it's just like a line of bees that make the strings and. <laughs> She actually has um, spiders that make strings. Oh, God. Also full of spiders. (laughs) How do spiders and bees react to each other? Uh, Usually they hate each other, but mine listen. (laughs) He was ready for that question. (laughs) This is terrible. This is terrible and I hate it. It's fifth tar sock. There's still zombies coming up the hell plateau yeah um have i have i been doing like have i been doing any hunting with the the hunting parties going out if there are any okay Uh, Um, yeah so so yesterday you would have gone out with a hunting party uh and um they uh they were tracking a quite sizable giant boar Mm -hmm. um it is cut into several chunks before flying it back because otherwise it would be really hard to carry right yeah Uh, and and then they're down one person able to carry it because someone has to carry you yeah okay so i am on someone's back okay i think you you would you would have to be because there's no way down to the ground anymore yeah i think i think just to sort of because we are like quite fish out of water or whatever um Mm. and it's very clear that I 
cannot changeling wings randomly because I don't have those sort of bones on me. Mm -hmm. um, but at the very least, uh, I I convert my hair into uh, feathers, so it, I'm no longer I don't have the white hair on me anymore. It's it's all the hair kind of like flickers up into feathers. Uh, so cool. that and they just run down my back like the back of an eagle's like head. Mm. Um, so that, that I'm kind of like keeping that style on my head and kind of around my face, um, whereas the rest is still my my own. Um, just in a in, in a way to sort of fit in uh, a little make, bit, make fit them a little bit and make them feel a little less like. I mean, they've been very welcoming, but they're also mm. hunters that have wings, and they're like, "Yeah, okay, what can you do to help us?" So, like, yeah, I I'll put you on the ground where the boar is. That yeah, seems like smart. I usually, I usually, I usually encourage them to like leave me up in a tree where I can shoot down at it, or like, like okay. intercept the chasing it a certain direction or something. Mm. So, um, like, I try to help, like, actually show them, like, tell them where they can place me for me to be useful. Sure. Um, and then when I, uh, and I also like. Um, when I go out for these, I'm also inviting, like, I'm also wondering if Nask is ever up for coming along. Um, but on my time in between, um, this is the second day we've spent? Uh, yeah. for, so the first full day, uh, we first just okay. passed through, uh, and then, um, yeah, on the, on the next day, um, yeah. I get to interrupt things. Right. Um, um. So I think near the evening, I'll go and try to find the princess again. Okay. And I. This is the I evening ask, of the first day. Yeah, of, okay. of the day that we're on. Yeah, and okay. um, I want to, you know, still approach her with the same sort of like circumstance that I did before, and ask her respectfully, like. If she knows any any ways that are privy to like royal knowledge to get mm. into the, the city that she lost, if there is like a secret way, if there is a, a way around that may be unbeknownst to the current occupants, so um, she... if there is something central that can be you know activated mm. or done, you know. Uh, so she. She very clearly has extremely limited knowledge about the actual city. Um, but she can repeat to you what she's been told by Ashara, which is that the city exists in a recessed basin. It's basically an anti-plateau. Mm -hmm. And all along the cliffside are gargoyles that defend the city. And anytime time get anywhere near Omu, they're chased off by gargoyles. Mm. Okay. So it would be up to us and only us if we were to approach right. that. Yeah. That's mm. assuming we believe what Ashara is telling this girl about, like, there might, she might be a prisoner and but like an unbeknownst an unknowing prisoner yeah she could be just protecting the girl because she does have possible delusions of grandeur as well yeah yeah we yeah. haven't met any other human cholton's 
Yeah. Uh, and Asteria, interestingly enough, is the exact same age as Nare. Um, they're both 17. Uh, so Asteria wouldn't be able to uh, reveal anything either. Um, actually, that's not entirely true. Asteria, you would remember Nare um, coming to the city when she was about Na's age uh, and he was an infant. How did they think about the reasoning that they were brought here? Um, don't think so. Um, they they weren't at. Uh, how old is? That's weird. Um, yeah, the Nas age makes the timeline really confusing because it also says that Nare was too young to remember a lot of things, and it's like. But he's like age. He's seventeen. Like, how does a nine-year-old not yeah. remember these things? Um, but I think um, so. Rasnasi sacked Omu more than nine years ago, so mm-hmm. she never lived in Omu. Yeah. Um, she's yeah. she's the granddaughter of the last queen of Omu. Her mother was never queen. Right. But she was royal. Um, yeah. So. Nare never lived in Omu. And how and far is how far is Omu from here, roughly? Nare literally has no idea where Omu is. None whatsoever. Um, she will she will tell you where it is in vague, metaphorical, like fanciful terms, uh, in the shadow of the peaks of flame. Um, she has no clue where the peaks of flame are. Basically, where she was told they were. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. In in stories and legends and whatever. Yep. Um, yeah. She okay. she's very clearly, and I don't. You don't even need to roll insight to to realize that she has very clearly been fed stories and legends about Omu that may or may not have uh, a grounding in truth. Okay. I'd like to go to the. Um, I'd like I think to go we to. We might the be able to see the peaks of flame. Um, there, uh, there's rules in the, like in TOA, cause I'm pulling a lot of this information from the TOA book. Uh, there's mm-hmm. rules for like how many hexes away you can see things. Um, I don't think the peaks of flame are close enough. I just can't remember why you can't see further. I think it's like a, it's just like a heat haze makes everything hard to see. Um, regardless sense. of how high you are um, Wait, also the jungle is huge also the jungle is huge it's hundreds of miles across um, and yeah. it's raining and it's raining all the damn time so there's clouds everywhere there's mists and fogs yeah yeah, um, yeah. Um, I'd, I'd like to ask the, go to the priestess again and, mm-hmm. and ask her about like kind of like a just kind of go there and like confirm about the place like certain details like mm-hmm. is the guy foils there that shit like like kind of in kind of a level with me here like did right. you tell her that or is this like how far is it like kind of re re-asking but in a kind of like what does she know about this and mm-hmm. what do you know about this so so in response to asking about the gargoyle specifically uh she mm-hmm. heads over to a wicker basket in the corner and just tips it over and chunks of gargoyle roll out. 
the gargoyles of Omu are a problem. Okay. We have not told her that they frequently attack us because we don't want her to know that there's problems with Omu. I see. But we don't antagonize them. They come here. Do you think they antagonize you because she is here? They want to bring her back, perhaps? If that is the case, they would be bringing her to her death. Indeed. So it may be some sort of default behavior. I I don't doubt it. Oh. I, I would spare her that knowledge. In exchange for your own issues with them, how, how often are they a problem for you? Monthly. Hmm. And losses? Minimal. Are they directly are they like directly focused on trying to get to Nare? Like a single-minded focus, or are they kind of more attacking? Uh we don't let them get that far. We we have scouts in the air at all times and when they're spotted we fly out to meet them. Are we led to believe? gargoyles are not just like gargoyles are actual like creatures not just petrified animated stone like i'm, I'm kind of trying to think of the concept. yeah gar gargoyles are um elemental spirits of earth bound to winged statues okay and so is there a is there a limited amount or do they replenish there is like... a limited amount but that amount is hundreds Right. Like okay. the whole area is ringed with gargoyles. Yeah, I think it's, it's a like, huge caldera yeah, full of it's it's yeah. this huge caldera and I think there's a gargoyle like every twenty feet. Gotcha, like, gotcha. A lot okay. of them. Um okay. yeah. Okay. All right. Um I I am thoroughly appreciating your interest, uh, but <laughs> I'm just very conscious of time. Yeah. Uh, go, go, go. And go, go, go. Yeah. we've we've gotten to about ten percent of what I wrote. <laughs> okay. Uh oh. Yeah. So, we, can, we can yeah. Let's, okay. let's move. Uh so on the on the second day that you guys are in Kirsabal, um in the midday, um feel free to decide where you are in town. There's no hunting party today. Uh after getting a rather sizable boar yesterday, they have no need to hunt uh this day. The total population of Kirsabal is about sixty. Um uh, 12 fighting capable men and women, uh, the rest non-combatants, mostly children. Um, you, you get the sense that the, the population skews far more heavily towards children than it should, but that's because they're a, a city constantly at war, uh, so their fighting capable adults are constantly just being picked off one by one. Uh, fortunately, they reach adulthood by, what, five years old? <laughs> uh, five or six. Five or six, something like that. Uh, so it's real easy to breed more warriors. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, you guys are spread throughout the city as you so choose. Uh, when a cry goes out that is much more urgent than before. By the time anyone noticed 
the zombie baboons were already at the city. Oh. Is that a partial quote from something? No. Yeah. Quote from Ian. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Holy. There's a lot of them. I'm going to die. I mean, maybe. Uh, so the uh, they seem to be paying much more attention to the supports than the Aarakocra. Uh, but at this time, I need everyone to roll initiative. That's a lot of peoples. Yep. Yeah. That is a lot of, it's a oh, lot of zombie baboons. Don't roll until the encounter is created. Yeah, oh, I didn't. Yeah. Sorry. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. Uh, incidentally, I've set up a number of uh, teleport markers on the map. So if you uh, go out a door in a building, it should actually take you back out into the city. Uh, so for the two of you in the monastery, if you head out onto the balcony, it'll take you out on the balcony on the main map. Uh, so I would actually, out... I would actually Ooh. say that I would have been in the gardens. Where would that be? Uh, that's just like up a bunch. Um, so the plateau. That's unfortunate. Yeah, the plateau I think is a thousand feet tall. Um, dive, dive, dive. Yeah, you're gonna have to dive. Uh, you have a flying speed of fifty feet. Fifty feet, so I can dive at a hundred, right? Uh, yeah, you can dive at a hundred, or you can free fall at 50, 500 feet per round and then catch yourself. Yeah. Um, that's a thing. Um, yeah. The, uh, oh, shoot. There we go. Yeah. Um, so falling 500 feet would literally get you level with the baboons. Just immediately just leap off the uh, top of the plateau. Um, Alright, so let's do some initiatives. Can I keep my 18? Yeah. Yeah, let me, let me put that in for you. Thank you. Uh, Beehive and Nask. Uh, did it go? No, no, it, it's not in yet. Now it did it. Wait, it's not going in. Did you select your token? I did not. I'll do it. Can you just add me? Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, just clicking the initiative on the Yeah, that D &D won't Beyond. that won't yeah, yeah on, on D, D Beyond after so select your token in Foundry and then on D, &D Beyond click the initiative button and that should add it. Okay, it, it keeps popping up with just like the info panel. Oh, uh so on, on Foundry make sure you click on the D, &D Beyond button in your browser bar to just link the two. Yeah, it says it is. What is going in your, on? In your chat on uh, Foundry, do you see the little red B right above where you type? Yeah. Okay. okay. But it's still it's still just rolling on D and Beyond instead of Foundry. Oh shit! What? I just realized that this whole time, Asteria has had the studded leather from when he did the level three adventure. Oops. Damn it! I will fix that right now. Whoopsie doodle. Here, just a sec. I 
Uh, I don't think anything had a chance to attack you though with it on, right? Yeah, I don't think we know that. Yeah, the bees. Yeah. Did they attack the stereo? Um, I remember. I don't think. Are so. you alright, Matt? Yeah, just a second. I'm reloading this to see if that. Okay. I'll be right back in, in one second. Or just know yeah. that if you're reloading Foundry, you'll have to reconnect Beyond Twenty. There it goes. Okay. Um, that time. Yeah, that worked. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, um, Nask, what is your deck score? Uh, 12. Okay, so Beehive, you are up first. There is a swarm of baboons just climbing up the wall, uh, and as they find a support to gnaw on, they stop and they start gnawing on it. Okay, so uh, it looks like there's one near me. Uh, yeah, there's one, like, directly beneath the platform. Uh, so you're on that, uh, that grassy outcropping that there are stairs built onto, uh, and it's underneath those stairs, gnawing on the supports. And I see it through the slits to shoot it with my longbow? Sure. Cool. Yeah, there's, uh, there's no, there's no risers on the stairs, so it's just, you can see through the stairs. I'm going to drop a real quick uh, Hunter's Mark. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to do it with my longbow. Yeah, he's uh, he's dead. Are you kidding me? That was the Baboon Initiative? Oh, Seriously? no. It was, it was 12, though. Thank you. I don't know why I remember that, oh, but it was 12. I love that it was the first one attack. <laughs> Jesus. Hat, hat. How, how does that happen um okay uh all right so yeah he's yeah you fire down at this uh zombie baboon and it just falls uh and i don't know if you guys have ever seen ba baboon teeth but they have very hey, long yes. fangs um yeah anything else beehive uh that's it for me all right nask uh, there are uh... Six baboons climbing the wall towards the platform you're standing on. Okay. Are they, like, close enough to stab at? Or are they, like, kind of the same thing, stopping to try to take um, these ports out? They, so they're, they're stopping underneath uh, to, uh, to bite at the supports. And here, the walkway is complete enough that you can't really stab through it. Okay. Um... So but you could lean over the edge and stab around it, but that would yeah. probably be pretty awkward, and you'd have disadvantage. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I think Nask would basically shout because I'm guessing I know Flint is right there. Mm. Uh, basically shout that there's undead baboons uh, attacking, and then yeah, I think he would just he would. Yeah, just kind of lean out and try to stab at him. All right. Uh, trying to find a decent position. Mm -hmm. uh, so what is, is that? Control or shift for disadvantage? Uh, control for disadvantage. Flying speed. Um. Yeah, that is gonna miss. Eight's gonna miss. Zombie baboons are a little bit faster than um, regular zombies. <laughs> But yeah, so he'd be stabbing and kind of... He, he knows Flint has the magic, so... I've got magic. <laughs> okay. 
anything else? Uh, yeah, I guess he would. He'd be close to the door, I guess. So when Flint came out, he'd basically be right next to him. Okay. All right. Um, incidentally, on this map, the the side on map, the squares are ten feet. Um, I had to cross out the five feet because the map lied, just utterly. Because yeah. this uh, this the monastery on this map is thirty feet wide, but the interior of the monastery is sixty feet wide. So mm -hmm. obviously these are ten foot squares. Don't know why they marked it five, but yeah. So that's a thing. Um, just FYI. Uh, okay. So, Flint, you're up. Are the Arcokra that are like near us? Um, are they actually on the platform with us, or kind of just flying? They are in the process of taking off to start firing on the baboons. Uh, so right now they're on the platform, but once it's their turn, they'll be off. And. I don't see um, Asteria's token. So, like, um, where did she Asteria's make it? token is in the monastery, yeah, but, but Asteria, Asteria is up on top of the plateau. So, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move. Oh, because oh, it's not okay. It's their turn. I'm just gonna move yeah. up there. <laughs> uh, and um, sorry, uh, Nask shouted at me that there were zombie baboons. Like, yeah. did I not see them? You would have seen them, yeah. Okay. Making sure. Just making sure. Okay, just make sure I didn't miss something when it, I was gone. Yeah, and also to know that, uh, basically letting Flint know that he is right there. Um, yeah. yeah. He, he's very on, wants to make sure everyone's aware. Then, honestly, Flint is torn. And could fog cloud all these guys, maybe? Or, mm. I mean, I, he would... He wouldn't want to like leave Nask alone, but at the same time, he's gonna do absolutely no good standing on this platform. So, hey, uh, Eric Coker guy, can I, can I hop on and shoot like from the top of you? Which direction? Uh, so he'll uh, he'll just bark quickly. Okay, so I will do that. If that is that my entire action? Um, so it would be half of your movement to mount. Oh, technically yeah. um and then um i'm guessing ready in action to fire once you have a line of sight oh actually i'll still use fog cloud if i can and just yeah. kind of to protect nask here so All right. um i don't know where best to place that after i hop on the aracocra but i'm guessing that's a 20 foot radius right um, sorry um Include. Yeah. All right. So this says 10 foot, but these are 10 foot squares. So 20 foot. Um, so fog cloud. Yeah. Let's do, yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. That's all I got. All right. Rodriguez. So this, this happened while I was having the conversation in the temple. Uh, well, this is, this is, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, I hear it. I leave. Is it was the teleport thing? It's just outside. Yep. Oh, there we go. Okay, cool. Good initiative. Um, and that was roughly like a ten foot distance, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, is everything here is ten though, correct? Yeah. Now, yeah. now that you're outside, squares are ten feet. Okay. So I move. Uh, 
I guess, to finish my speed. And then... Oh, that balcony in... doesn't wrap all the way around. So oh, if you're, it doesn't? If you're trying, yeah, if you're trying to get to those stairs, um, this okay. would have been your trajectory. Uh, copy that. Okay. So then and then you that. end up there. Okay. So that's 15, and then I could probably just throw one more down. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, does that put me at 10, 20, 30, 40? I think that still puts me in, in uh, longbow range, correct? Oh, yeah, easily. Longbow's 150 feet. Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to fire uh, on one of the ones that's not in, uh, not currently in the fog cloud. Um, how okay. do I point again? Is it X? Yeah, yeah this X. one. Yeah, this one. Okay. And I'm going to use perspiration. Okay. Oof. Oh boy. Woof. Not good. <laughs> no, that's not going to hit. Nope. <laughs> Anything else? Um, I let me see if there is anything else to do. Where is the bonus action? Yeah. Um, not yet. No. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, so all of the Aracocra take flight. And I'm just going to put them over here, essentially, just for... Um, huh, uh, there's a lot of them. Should be 12 total. Um, yeah, I, I'm just, that's enough. I just want them like out of your way, essentially, because they're not going to be actually on those walkways. Uh, and then let's make a bunch of attacks for Aarakocra, which is the only stat block I didn't open ahead of time. I'm smart. What what time is it right now? Um, what day? Part of the day? Uh, so this is the second day uh, of oh. waiting, and it's early afternoon. Okay. Um, so we've got seven hits, uh, and I'm basically just going to go through the baboons uh, and delete seven at random. Okay. Um, yeah, Eric Hoker is just fly out uh you know 30 40 feet from the wall and just start shooting at them uh asteria it's your turn um so just a quick question um mm -hmm. are are the i know that you've changed it to 10 foot squares are the are the the baboons 10 feet are they large creatures they're not no they are actually small creatures it's so, just a pain to change the size of a token, and then it's too small to really see. So, so but they are spaced out ten feet apart from each other. Um, at this or... time, yeah, they're probably going to cram in more on their turn. Okay. Um, sorry, <laughs> I'm just looking at AOE stuff, and I'm trying to right. figure out what to do. So, um, I'm gonna bonus action starry form archer. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to free fall and it looks like there's just a star coming straight down from the sky and I'm going to stop myself a, a bit outside of these guys. Okay. And then let me just make sure that this is not going to... You can put yourself like to the left of them uh, to denote that you're not like 
on them. Sure. Oh yeah. I so you look like a bird make it made of constellation right now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so, um, so I would like to. I'm focusing on the ones that are. Oh shit! Sorry. That are underneath mm-hmm. this area, and um, I would like to cast thunder wave just targeting as many of them as i can okay it's a 15 foot cube okay um, um with the idea of pushing them off the wall okay um so given how spread out they are now you can hit four of them sure that's fine okay uh so that's con saves it is con saves yeah okay um does a 13 save a 13 does save one saves Okay, um, so that is going to be seven points of damage to the ones that fail, and they're pushed ten feet. Again, with the idea of trying to position it where I push them off the wall. You uh, shatter them. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, cool. You just break their little monkey bodies, and they fall hundreds of feet. Okay, and <laughs> I have already bonus action, so I can't shoot one. Okay, uh, yeah, that's that's me. All right, uh, so uh, we're gonna get uh, one. Oops, I hate that. If I if I try to, nope, not what I wanted to do. I have to hit escape after moving a token, or the next time I try to move a token, it moves both of them. Mm. <laughs> Very annoying. Mm. Um, so they they start funneling onto. Damn it! Did it again. Um, they start funneling onto these supports and they start gnawing. Um, one, that one's gonna go there, that one's gonna go there. That Are they going go for there. the supports for the walkways or the supports that hold up the buildings? Yes, they are doing so indiscriminately. Supports a support. I know that they're good at like breaking through trees, but are they? How, how good are they at climbing? Like, what's what does that do to their speed? Uh, they they are very good at climbing. Um, they're mm. yeah, they actually have a climbing speed. Mm. Um, so uh, here's the part where I bring out the red squiggly pen because that supports completely destroyed. That supports completely destroyed. That supports completely destroyed. I think it's showing up underneath the. It is, yeah. It's okay. showing up underneath the tokens. Okay. Um, I should be putting these underneath instead of on top. Um, I don't know if I squiggled that one, but I'm gonna squiggle it now. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just drawing like how much damage these supports are taking. Uh, they are, their powerful jaws are doing wonders to this wood and they've destroyed several supports already beehive it's your turn um what is, did the fog cloud not do anything for that uh it did not unfortunately oh. two two is 40 feet right yeah uh no each oh, square is 10 feet oh. two squares is 20 feet um how are these supports looking here 
that these two baboons closest to me are. Uh, so just to um, make things super clear, uh, it takes three baboon attacks to destroy a support. Um, so these two are gnawed partially through, but not weakened, not significantly weakened. going to move over here. Mm -hmm. um, and this uh, baboon here uh, is nine. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and make a uh, attack. Okay. My short sword. All right. Just stab him right through the stairs. That'll hit. That'll kill. Cool. All right. Um. Then I'm gonna crouch down here. Okay. Squares are hard. Yeah. I'm just going to be in this square, but I'm close enough to hit this guy. Yeah. Like, You're leaning over uh, yeah. and stabbing at him. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be with disadvantage. Because you effectively need to be prone to reach him. Gotcha. Um, makes sense. It is my bump to the computers. Oops. Wow, um, I think that added your mod. Oh, did you do you have two weapon fighting style now that you're level two? I do. Okay, so that was supposed to add your mod, um, but yeah, he's dead. He yeah. had two elevens that turn. <laughs> uh, and then that's my action and bonus action. All right, done. Yeah. Mask. Okay. Um. So same thing. I think he's just gonna lean over and stab at the one right below him. Okay. Um, and I'll use Cheer Spiration, so it's not at disadvantage this time. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, let's see. Yeah, so just a normal... 24, 24. will hit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's dead. Cool. Um, and then, since I can, uh, he'll action surge. Yeah. Uh, run over to this next one, if I'm on the grabby thing. Oh, yeah. And then basically stab out at this next one underneath okay. them uh, with another cheer spiration to not have disadvantage. Okay. Ten. Ten will miss. You have successfully uh, found their AC at 11. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. He got one. Yep. Uh, anything else? Um. No, I think... Yeah, I think it should be good. Okay. Um, we got a Trito. Where did you um, uh, Flint. Uh, so Flint, you're actually over here with the Aracocra. Uh, you're I was out. wondering. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so what do you want to do? Uh, well, I'm seeing two problematic things. Uh, I got Nask right here who I want to help out, but I can't do a whole lot without igniting a bunch. <laughs> What kind of is? Should I just assume that the wood that was used to make these supports would be like the flammable kind? Um. So yeah, it would it would be flammable. Uh, it is raining, so that mm. helps. Um. It wow. may or may not also be treated to minimize flammability. I know it's not, you know like bam like is it bamboo that's like resistant to flame? Is that one of the woods? That, that anyway. sounds right. Anyway, um, crap. Well, I wish I could, I could like double Eldritch Blast, but um, mm. 
Beehive looks like he's okay for a second. I'll just... I'll just go after this guy. Oops, sorry, you can't see this guy. Yep. With an Eldritch Blast. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, so he is inside of Fog Cloud, uh, so you're going to have disadvantage oh. to hit him. All right, roll one over. Yeah. Hey, it doesn't matter. Yeah, still a hit. <laughs> and then damage would be... Plus two? Okay, good. So eight, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you can't not kill him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't have much in the way of hit points. Um, uh, it does seem like Fog Cloud didn't really slow them down at all. Uh, they're just gnawing blindly. It was it was more to protect Nask if they'd attacked him. I didn't gotcha. know they were going to go for supports at the time. Yeah, that's fair. Um, in the um, sorry. All right, you're good. Uh, Rodriguez, what would you like to do? Well, you're kind of way up there. <laughs> I'm kind of way up there, yeah. Um... I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna make my way uh, down as much as I can. One, two, uh, yeah. Oh, cool. Brought me right there. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that was 20 feet. So I have 10 yep. feet in this map. Yep. So five. Actually, you know what? I might just stop it there. You know what? No, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna get over there. How do I get back in? Uh, uh, yeah. There you go. Okay, there we go. Uh, five turn, um, yeah, and just keep keep working my way down. Um, let me just double check. Yeah, I don't I don't see anything that can give me enough range that I have prepared anyway. So yeah, that that I think that'll be it. Okay. Um, you, can, you can dash. Oh, that's right. I can dash if I'm not yeah. doing anything. Yeah, so then, yeah, absolutely. Um, one sec. I'm literally setting that ladder up as a teleporter right now. There we go. Uh, so if you leave and yeah. re-enter, it'll teleport you. Okay, cool. Oh, uh, the, the inside okay. of the buildings are also 10 feet the square? inside of the building are 5 foot squares. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Uh, so it's 5 one. feet to slide down the ladder, um, incidentally. Oh, okay, so now I'm right in front of this thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you get out that door and uh there's just a baboon gnawing right beneath you. Uh and if you head down the stairs just a little bit, you can stab right at him through the stairs. Right. Um okay. Well, um, that was dash. That was in dash. Oh, house. right, right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just looking at it. Uh <laughs> but, right. uh I think I can um Um, no, I can't do it yet, and that's okay. I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's all I can do. All right. Uh, it is the Aarakocra turn. Let's roll attacks. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of them. Um, yeah. uh, oof, that's a critness. Um, looks like seven hits again. Um, so 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 remaining. So let's roll 7d20 to see which ones get hit. Um, hey, look, no duplicates. That's neat. Um, 1, 2, 3, wrong tool. 4, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12. And... 13, 14, 15, 16, and 19. 
Uh, yeah, they're just uh, they're picking off baboons left and right. Uh, Asteria, it's your turn. Uh, and I forgot to pan after that cleansing chamber um, detour. I love multi-level uh, tokens, by the way. Just fucking teleports all over the damn yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I gotta come up with, like, shorter names, though, because it's on the DM screen. Like, I can see the name of every teleporter, and I literally called the one that I just made Kirsabal Cleansing Ladder, and it's just, it's really long on my screen. It's like, there's just a lot of text on my screen. Um, so you said it takes, it takes three gnaws to destroy a thing, right? Yep. Yeah, so, uh, so, uh, this one... This yeah. one and this one are looking pretty bad. Hey. Um, I'm going to... Fuck. And this one is already destroyed? I believe this so, yeah. support? Yep. And this support is already destroyed, right? Yep. Fuck. Um... Okay. As, as is this one. Got it. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. I'm going to... Uh, they spread out in ways that are not ideal. Mm. This would... This this area would be too much to get all four of these, right? Uh, with a Thunder Wave, yeah. You could get the these three. I think I'm actually going to get these three, then. Okay. Because they look like they're going to be working on supports under buildings. Mm. So I'm going to Thunder Wave those three. Okay. Go ahead and roll damage uh-huh. uh, to see if I need to roll con saves. Sure. I don't. I very don't. Oh my god. God. Okay. <laughs> you uh, yeah. killed it. You fucking and killed then, them. And then... Look at them um, squiggles. So- so I didn't I didn't say this before, but when when Asteria takes a starry form, like basically his whole body turns into the Nyx with certain stars that make out a constellation. Mm. Okay. And right now the constellation is basically just taking up the points of his body, and then mm. all of a sudden a bow appears, and he's going to shoot. Is it a, is it a bow made of stars? It is a bow made of stars. Okay. Um, sorry, I missed where you pointed. Uh, this one right here. Okay. Don't want that support to go away. Okay. Um, and then uh, form Archer. I'm also going to cheer this. Okay. Actually, I'm not. I'm not going to cheer. Okay. That's fine too. Does that hit? It does not. Then I'm going to luck it. Okay. <laughs> um. Uh. You can just click a button again. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's going to hit. Okay, cool. Um, that's some good fucking luck. Yeah, right? Uh, right. And that's going to be my turn. All right. Uh, you sure you don't want to do anything else? Four, four baboons is enough? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, it is the baboons' turn. Uh, so these two are going to move to the adjacent support because they're done with that one. Uh, this one is going to finish gnawing at that guy. Um, so that, oop, wrong tool. I need the squiggle tool. 
Uh, so that support's destroyed. Uh, this one continues gnawing on that one, so that one's at two. This baboon nice, moves... Nice transformation of that one into a two. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, this baboon moves over uh, and starts gnawing on that one. Uh, oh, and I need to draw two here. Um, this one finishes chewing at this support. This one proceeds to stage two chewing. This one proceeds to stage two. That's a two. Jesus. What is my life? Oh god, that just looks like a one. Sure, that's a two. Why not? Um, there's a there's a good number of ruined supports going on here, um, but Beehive, there's a lot of action right in front of you with these supports falling out. Um, um, what would you like to do? I am not going to. Uh... Oh wait, why is that already squiggled? That support's already squiggled. Well, I'm going to yeah, trust there myself. Yeah, baboons there. Oh, okay. So I'm Bro, just wondering like, why I drew a two? I think the two there. was there, and then it got a squiggle. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah he just finished that. Okay, yeah. so let me... Yeah, let me just get rid of the two so I don't get confused again. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So yeah, beehive. Um, oh, the reason that I was interested in that is now that two adjacent supports have been destroyed, this section of walkway falls out. Mm. Mm. Cool, I can see that guy now. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's hanging on to what's left of that support. I'm going to just kind of pull myself up onto this support above me so that I have a better angle. Okay. And I'm going to shoot down at this All one. All right. That's going to kill him. Uh, and that was this one, right? Yep. Okay. Anything else? No, that's it. All right. Nask. Uh, uh... They're, uh, they're, they were kind of dangerously pulling supports out from under you, but, you know, they've, they've thinned pretty significantly. Also, this guy is over here with the rest of them. Yeah. Um, well, let, let me try to stab this guy, then I'll ask my dumb question. Okay. <laughs> It may not be relevant. Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, and that's disadvantage on the one right yep. next to me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's try. Yeah, the geometry of this place makes it very easy for them to just be hard to hit. <laughs> what uh, kind of strength does Nask have? Uh, 16. I wonder if you could just like hang from the edge of the platform and stab with your spear and then pull yourself back up. Um, I, I, was, I was thinking that's about scary. it. That's awfully scary. Well, yeah. How about this? I'm going to try to stab this thing, and then we're going to see what happens. And I'm going to do it at disadvantage. Okay. Because um, I might need that advantage. 12. That's going to hit. Cool. Burn yeah. 9. Yeah, he's dead. Okay. So, uh, next question. So, I know this is switchbacks. Is it mm -hmm. like directly above one another or is there like a sizable off could nas jump from this upper level to the lower level which on the map says it's 30 feet difference would it be, be a lot more than that 
so so that is thirty feet uh, height difference. Um, that would be three d six falling damage. Um, but yeah, you you can uh, you can jump from one to the other. Uh, <laughs> I kind of want to do it. <laughs> um. Uh, just also, keep in mind there are some there are some ruined supports down there. Yeah, I don't that, think, that's the other I don't one. I think that's... Nask knows where they are. No, he also weighs like, well, I think he's up to like three eighty with his gear. <laughs> and the the Aarakocra are doing work. Yeah, yeah, they they really are. Yeah, I think uh, Nask will just head up towards oh, what is this? Five or ten twenty? So basically, he can get up to there yep. i guess yeah so uh, and you can stab right at that guy through the stairs no disadvantage needed yeah so yeah um, i'll use another action surge and stab okay. all right use that boon uh seven's not gonna oh, hit though but i have a lucky point that all I'll right use. 19. 19 will hit yeah all right and the luck is really working today yeah all right yeah, so. yeah. i'm glad we made that change let me delete yeah. some stuff off this page. Okay, and I think that's my turn. All right, Flint. Um. Oh wait, what's my range? Uh, one twenty. Okay. Yeah, then... you have plenty of range. And they're they're far enough out that you can see the lower ones. But we probably can't see how much damage they're doing to the individual supports underneath. Oh no, you very much can. Oh, we can. Okay. Yeah. Um, now that you're down, like you're you're basically level with the lower group, um, so let me actually pan. So yeah, you would be able to. I can um, hit this guy. Yeah, oh, I know they're... yeah. Distance isn't isn't a problem. Okay. Like that, where your token is isn't reflective of where you actually are. Like you're actually like around here, but forty feet from the wall. Then I would definitely try to take care of this guy. So that okay. he can't get that, that third attack out on the All support. Right. Um, so yeah, let's click a button here. Yep. I think that probably hits 17. That tends to hit, yeah. Uh, yeah. And you can't fail to kill them God because of it. your genie bonus damage. Which good fucking thing, because you rolled a one. They have <laughs> they have three hit points. Hey! Sweet. Um, <laughs> Yeah, their their hit points are so low that I literally don't think anyone can hit them and fail to kill them. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, anything else? Uh, no, I ended my turn. Okay, uh, Rodriguez, it is your turn. Okay, um, I... I'm going to. I I can still fire down at the uh, at some of the ones down here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Range is fine. Okay, so yeah. then I'm going to fire down and okay. um, just for that as well. This nice. uh, one damage. <laughs> Two. Two. Oh, your your dex you mod. Your, your dex mod is zero. My dex is zero. Yeah. Oh, so despite critting, you've corrected me. Uh, you hit it. Oh no! But didn't kill it. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, two damage. Wow. Right oh no. Oh my so, yeah, god. 
it, it's not only did it hit and not kill it, but it crit, crit and didn't, and didn't kill, it. kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So you get him right, like right in the cranium, and it just yeah. like goes straight like down into his neck. But it's a zombie, and they don't really give a shit. About yeah, it. they don't. They don't care. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> anything else? <laughs> um. We can see pretty much that this is badly kind of well this is badly damaged right uh with the fog cloud there it's actually pretty hard to tell how it's doing it's hard to tell okay i mean i guess walking across it won't look at this but uh i guess i'll use the rest of it to you know um continue down uh, okay how do i un how do i get out of ruler mode out of what mode just uh i'm oh okay i did it now okay, okay. I just did stop the ruler. Okay. So, oh yeah, you just have to click the, yeah. the box. Right. And twenty thirty. I'm okay, there's okay, B B has that. okay. Uh, hmm. I'm done. I'm gonna look over at Mass. Hmm. Uh, let's say should we should we use our ropes after and collapse the scaffolding on top of these these things? That you're thinking, like pulling the walkway down on them? I'm thinking of like going after the scaffolding here and then after we're done, we just, we do some rope, we help whoever's stuck with some rope climbing or let the aerocopter lift it, get them out of there. So maybe collapse these ones here on top of these ones. I mean, there are people in those buildings. Yeah. I mean, oh, I mean, just the walkway is not necessarily. Ah, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I just mean the walkway scaffolding, not the whole building. Gotcha. Scaffolding. gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's would go with you. He'd be like, well, uh, maybe we should wait and see how things are turning out before we begin to destroy lines of retreat. Um, yeah. Done? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Aracocra, fire another volley. This might be it for them. Uh, oh. Those are some low numbers. That Never is mind. Six, six hits. There are five baboons left. So, <laughs> that's not a problem. That's the end of that. Uh, wow, yeah, there's a lot of damage. Um, so this walkway here, uh, the weight of the walkway pulls the last support down with it. So that just that whole thing's gone. Um, it looks like looks like you saved all the buildings though. Uh, Yay! Yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm I'm impressed. Uh, there was that was a lot of baboon killing. Um, uh, so the uh, the Aracocra, um essentially scan the entire city to make sure that there are no more baboons causing problems and. There aren't. Uh, it's just, it's just what you saw. The thirty-six of them. No big deal. 
<laughs> yeah, no big deal. Just 36 zombie baboons. Whatever. Um, the, uh, no one died, so that's good. Yeah. What are yeah, you guys doing? I've, I've kind of, like, largely gesture over the, the beehive, like, kind of giving him a wave, you know, you, you know, you're all right, kind of shouting yes. and stuff. Doing good. Okay. Um, and, I mean, I'll... How are we going to get them over if we have some broken? Like, where it's broken here, is it actually broken there? Yeah, yeah. So that, that was already broken, you know, okay. Okay. before you guys... Did Not someone here. fix walkways? Was that something we were doing? I don't think so. Uh, Ashara was, offered uh, that that was a task. But I think Flint was trying to do it with Tinker Tools, yeah, right? I think Flint was, yeah. I don't think Tinker I, Tools is really going to yeah. fix walkways. I was just fixing like little devices here and there that may have broken. Oh, I, don't I misunderstood that. He will now offer whatever help he can for walkway rebuilding. But... Okay. All right. Um... Thank you. Yeah, I'll just shout over that beehive, like to the aerocopter. I'm kind of flying here with Blunt. That beehive could probably use I'll, a lift. I'll come get beehive. Okay. Wait, how much does beehive weigh? Uh, normal person weight. Oh. Mostly hollow. Full of bees and spiders. What? What does that mean? This is important for whether I can carry you or not, because he <laughs> he is not a strong boy. Um, between 150 and 200 pounds. Yeah, I cannot carry you. Uh, so your lift capacity is 30 times your strength. Um, but you move at 5 feet uh, if you're between okay. 15 and 30 times your strength. Hmm. So Which... you, you move very slowly carrying Beehive, but you can yeah. move. Um, I mean, she made her way over to there well enough, so there's probably at least like little yeah like there's like the gaps the gaps aren't so large that you can't leap over them it's these lower gaps where it's like 15 feet that are like right. yeah you could easily get that running down but then maybe you'll slide in the slick rain so not great and then going up good luck jumping 15 feet horizontal and eight feet up or whatever it ends up being Except this feet. one is like 40 feet now. yeah that one's 40 feet now um, yeah, that whole thing is just wrecked. Good thing we don't need to leave by the walkways. Yeah, that is a very good thing. I mean, I think the the really yeah the good thing is that no buildings collapsed. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Though um, even so... though all the all the supports are still there, basically everything's it uh, damaged underneath the yeah. setup by Nask. And yeah, yeah, that whole area <laughs> and like these. Are collapsed under buildings, right. so those um, should be fixed as well. Yeah. So, uh, so each of these each of these buildings here has three supports under it. Uh, if any two supports under a given building are destroyed, the building falls. Oh my gosh, that one was almost close. got. Oh my yeah. god, that one was so close. That one was so close. I'm glad I shot it. Yeah. There's a reason for that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that that was. That was that would not have been good. Um, so, uh, so who wants to suspend their earlier tasks to help rebuild these? Yeah. 
Beehive has low enough strength, she probably would not be able to. Okay, make so everyone yeah. but Beehive. Cool. Um, so uh, everyone go ahead and uh, give me a strength or dexterity, your choice, woodcarver's tools check. Oh, dex, then I'll, I'll help okay. with dex. I was going to okay. say, like, my strength isn't high either, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it with Fred. Proud of you, I, Beehive. I should have just skipped. Like dex. Like, oh, I my right choice. Holy shit. I'm going to cheer it. I'm going <laughs> to cheer mine, too. <laughs> do I have a luck point? Uh, You do not. I do not. Okay. Looks like oh, I, thank God I cheered <laughs> it. Good lord. Uh, Christian do, does have, have a luck, I, luck point. I do have luck, yeah. Um, that means yeah. I just roll it again? Yep. I think I'll use cheer for mine with strength. That's... Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, alrighty. Um, so we got a 15, 18, 23, uh, 15, 18, 23, 19, uh, and, and, and a 6 from Beehive. Um, so Beehive is trying to help, but not really. Um, so yeah, uh, over the course of the next three days, uh, you are collectively able to repair most of the damage uh, and also actually fill in those two gaps in the, the middle walkway. Um, uh, but the, uh, the lower walkway um, past the city proper is... That's, that's not anything that um, any of you can really... Well, except Asteria. Um, can really interact with because there's a 40 foot gap there <laughs> good luck yeah um but yeah so um with four out of five successes you are able to repair all the damage that the baboons dealt uh replacing timber where necessary um and then just tearing out ruined uh timber that just has a foot or more gap in it uh and replacing them with new ones um, at the end of those three days, it's now been five days since Zogram said it'll be five days till the gate is open. And Flint, you receive ascending from Zogram. So this gate's really messed up, uh, and Denton's still working on it, so it's just gonna be a few more days. You need everybody... Oh. The keystone here. I heard something about a keystone. Yeah, does he need the information on the keystone that we have? Would that help? No. There, there isn't much on it, um, other than uh, there is a symbol that is the same as that other keystone that oh, you it's saw. The same. Yeah. I thought it um, might be like a Stargate situation where it's a specific symbol. Hmm. It is. It's vaguely similar to Stargate, but most of the stuff that they have to fix is on their end, and not so much the Keystone. Um, dial in those seven chevrons. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um. So, uh, let's hit end combat. Maybe the turn tracker. All right. Uh. So. Um. I do want to clarify that that Beehive was still tending to the bush, like yep. that it didn't it was or that it didn't fail you know what i mean yeah yeah 
at some point during all these repairs, I want to ask Asteria, like, if, you know, climbing Batboon undead are just as common as the, as the human humanoid ones uh, crawling up. No, this is new. This is new? Okay. Yeah. Um, this, this, uh, and as Asteria would be able to uh, deduce this, as would Ashara or literally any other Arakokra you ask. Uh, this seems targeted. This mm. isn't just hordes of undead that happen to be here. Like, that was a targeted swarm of baboons with a purpose. Right. I, uh... I just thought of something horrifying. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could beehive uh, cultivate some beehives? under the lowermost areas such that any baboons coming up because i assume that this these pathways continue down yeah all the way all the way down to the ground except for the last hundred feet where they've already been knocked out to um stop the zombie hordes so like maybe one level below this just fill it with some wasps nests and beehives and that kind of thing so that if later baboons decide to rush up, they hit some resistance on their way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I wonder how, how zombies would react to bees and hornets. So the the poison, the venom from the... Uh, yeah. they, that wouldn't do anything. But the constant stinging, that'll ruin, uh, you know, zombie flesh. That's just some good old piercing damage. That's just some good old piercing damage. <laughs> Just, just a horrifying thought from the horrifying, cheerful lady. Yeah. I think, like, how many um, normal-sized bees equals one piercing damage with, like... Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm I feel like I need to talk with Asteria, like, away from maybe other Aarakocra and, like, Kind of take them aside, considering now that I've found out that this is a new thing. Um, and I ask them, or I, I tell them, I believe this is more targeted that perhaps, perhaps the exiled prince and princess are putting this whole city in danger. I fear to think of what we may do, but if we don't take them away from the city, it's only a matter of time before this city is no longer here, no longer run by your folk. I mean... I've wondered I've wondered about the truth of her lineage anyway really up until now um, but where would we take her where where would we take them if it's I mean listen I don't want anything to happen here but if we take them somewhere else then it'll start happening there 
if it's far enough away, there will be time at least. Whereas I don't believe you have the luxury of time here. If perhaps we can move ourselves with them elsewhere, we may divert the more focused forces away and at least they'll be under our protection for that time until the uh, until the portal is open to Waterdeep. As soon as and that then, happens, we can make a full rush to the portal. Are you suggesting taking them to Waterdeep? I'm suggesting taking them away from the city wherever we can, being on the run, as it were, until we get a message saying that the portal is ready for us. We may have to be fugitives of the jungle, as it were, but it may save your people. It's way more dangerous. It is. But a small um, group of us and a, and the whole city of Arakokra, the balance is, it's there. Bless her. Thank you. Um, would I know anywhere that we could take them? To be safe? Yeah. So the main issue is that... Um, in order to get anywhere, you're going to have to go through the jungle. And that entire time, you're going to be vulnerable. Like this even whole if, place. Even if there were right. somewhere mm -hmm. safe. And like, also, how would... It would take people getting up to Kirsabal to find out that they're not there. Yeah. Right? Like, that's a pretty safe assumption, right? Yeah. Like, because word just doesn't travel. Like, I don't know. Yeah, does like if, word if you, need to travel, though? Like, if do they... You, yeah. I, I, what, what Steri is getting at is that if you quietly left with uh, the prince and princess, the zombies would most likely continue to attack Kirsabal thinking they were there. Okay, so it's based off of say that they know they're there it's not some sort of affinity thing that they're following the gargoyles that's what i'm thinking like i'm thinking the gar the zombies are following wherever the gargoyles go because that would be the tell of where prince and princess are so if we take them elsewhere then the gargoyles and thus the undead will probably follow that's my thinking but they're probably not they're probably following what Comes from the city to chase after them in Kirsabal. I mean, this is this is the first time anything like this has happened. Normally, we don't have to worry about it. I'm not saying that this won't happen again. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I but feel there's like very little to go on about why or how this is happening right and also like you saw what's down there like if we were on the ground we would be toast indeed would this be hundreds a... of them would this be a conversation that the like you'd still have with the other party members or do you think you would have just been you two off to the side 
feel like I would have, I, I would have just made sure Asteria was away from other Aerocopra during this conversation. Okay. So but it, like, it I, could, I it could have been like in yeah, the living room. Uh, it could have been a nighttime conversation yeah. in your okay. Yeah, yeah. People I, could have overheard and come in to to, to listen as well. Like I, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, Nask with a, a like, we are in a defensible area here. I think we shore up the defenses, get the prince and princess ready, and when the portal opens, we take them to Waterdeep. If they're willing. We take them to Waterdeep. She may resist because she wants her birthright, though, although she was very curious about what to do. We leave her with the Lords of Waterdeep. It's their mm. problem. Mm. No, it's not. They are roaring it, yeah, but at least they she would be in company of a station. Did they oh, destroy no, yeah, got it. <laughs> Did they destroy all the walkways like below this five hundred feet mark? Uh, or they just went straight for the buildings? They just went straight for the buildings. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they they were specifically trying to knock down buildings. I I think that I would I think I would try to talk to Ashara after everybody else goes to sleep. Okay. I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like I need to see if Ashara actually knows more than she's letting on to, and maybe just like isn't talking about it because outsiders are around, or like, hmm. I, I don't know. I feel like maybe I need to talk to her when others aren't around. Okay. Um, and what is it you're specifically want to talk about? To see if she knows why Kirsabal is being targeted, if it has anything to do with this princess and prince, if it, like, what's going on, and why all of a sudden things are being targeted to Kirsabal. Um, so even even in confidence, she would tell you that she does not know for sure why Kirsabal is being targeted now but still assumes that it is safe to assume yeah. uh, that it is um, it is Rosnessy targeting yeah. the prince and princess. Is... Um, but she either believes or is telling herself that she believes that this is the safest place for them. I hate to do this. This doesn't feel great, but I'd like to see if I feel like she's being truthful with that. Okay. Roll inside. Do I have a cheer expression left? Yes, I'm going to use it. Okay. Seems important. You guys are burning through that shit. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, great. 13. Uh, all right. Uh, one second. 
Okay. Uh, so you... You get the sense that she has other motives for keeping them here. Anyone else hear that? What? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Don't hit the flowers. Um, and I also hear a lawnmower, yeah? Yeah. Um, yeah. I hear none of that. Oh, really? Oh. Um. What? Why are they really here? I I I respect you. I'm sure you have your reasons, but but what are they? For all of the history of Cholt, Aracokra have been second class. My hope was that once these two are reinstated on their throne, that they will remember their time here fondly and treat our people with the respect we deserve. That's beautiful and noble, but... What difference does it make if there are none of us left? What difference does it make if they tear down our entire city? Like, at what... Like, will that be worth it then? What would you have me do instead? If they're the reason that the city is being targeted, they have to go somewhere else. Like, I... I get that the game that you're playing is a long-term game for the for the, the entire race of the people, and I respect that and look up to you for it, but there has to be a balance of long-term and short-term. I mean, listen, the, the boy wants to be an Aarakocra. I think you've done your part for securing that. But we've got to take them somewhere else. I mean... I can think of no place safer from the hordes. And she gestures down at the ground. Well, listen, one of... One of the people that came from Waterdeep mentioned something about taking them to Waterdeep whenever the portal opens back up. I think that's a really good idea. And then we can set up a way for you to let me know whenever it's safe for them to return to Omu, but and I'm sure they will want to return as soon as they can. Look at her. She's like, also, she could get some training in Waterdeep on how to, frankly, how to talk to people. I mean, not a bad idea. The girl is awkward. <laughs> awkward as fuck. 
and yeah i uh yeah i think we just we need to do something before they tear down this whole city i'll take her to Waterdeep. i'll look after her I've always That's appreciated your... your counsel, and I will. I will consider it when the time comes. Though that it now. wasn't even, it wasn't even my idea, though. Like, I appreciate it nonetheless. But for now, I don't know that there's anywhere she can go that will be safe until your new friends can open the portal well then we'll just have to keep constant guard of the city then until that happens they did find out that they're going to need to stay longer than expected though (sighs) very well how much longer? I don't know. Okay. In the meantime, do any of them have any experience with defending a city? I mean, based on what I've seen them do, I would think so. I don't know their resumes, but I would think so. And now we fast forward to the rest yeah. of you are in front of Ashara, yeah, and she's asking you. you, do any of you have any ideas for how to defend the city better than they're doing it already? Because they're doing their damnedest. Yes. Um, my idea is more of a long, like, going to yeah. take a little while to set up. That's like a yeah. downtime hours. Uh, are you going to spend your time getting those hives set up, though? Yes. Okay. So you're going you're gonna to start transplanting hives uh, and... Just installing them on the walkways. That's going to fuck up any terrestrial visitors forever. Yeah. Um, well, I'll try and set them on the bottoms of the walkways, and these right. will be somewhat domesticated. Oh, okay. The ones that, you know, have acclimated to people. So okay. they'll attack when their nests are disturbed, not when they're proximate. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, sure. And so I'm going to try and set those up in a defensive line. Okay. The All right. Uh, Lint. What's your In idea? the air, do you guys have any magic users? Uh, Ashara kind of straightens up a little bit. Uh, I am blessed by Ubteo, yes. So I've got this idea, and it involves Mold Earth. And somehow creating defensive lines along the cliff face that are like curved upwards a little bit so they become kind of handholds, but they're super freaking sharp. So, like, a zombie would just cut its fingers off trying to grab hold and fall. I don't know if that's possible, but it's up in here and I like it. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. That, that was a sentence. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh so uh realistically, like yeah, you could uh you could um 
uh, mold the earth to to slope upwards. So like that is the only place uh, that you can go. Basically, making shelves uh, in order for it to be sharp and uh, meaningfully meaningfully sharp, you would need some exactly. kind of metal on top of it, some kind of actual blade. Even though, even if it's rock, yeah, like, rock's rock not sharpened. Gonna, rock's not. Uh, I mean, obsidian can be sharpened to a razor uh, edge. I don't mm. know that the granite that makes this plateau can be sharpened that much. Okay. Um, and even even if you could with granite, you would need um, stone shape, not mold earth. Just a fourth uh. level spell instead of a cantrip. Mm. Uh. Um, okay. Yeah. I was thinking also making like the cliffside crumbly because the mm. Aarakocra don't use it. But if you right. make certain parts of it crumbly, then like any place a zombie puts its hand would potentially just they fall because they would crumble. But I mm. don't know how long that's sustainable. Okay. Um, but generally, you're just going to suggest that she spends her time making the wall harder to climb yeah okay um and then yes rodriguez on that note even though it, like because it's humid <laughs> because it's humid uh i i don't really feel like regular you know like uh, more northern defenses of like you know boiling oil or anything with with uh with zombies is going to be too effective for them to deter them but maybe on the note of making it tougher to climb. So get oil and such to be prepared to actually slick the, the mountain Just slick the entire cliff face. Yeah, like when we when they are seen to be climbing, just like smash open pots over the uh, mountainside to make it slippery. Okay. Yeah. I was um, worried the rain would wash that away. Um, oils we generally moment. aren't water soluble yeah. either. Yeah. Um, okay. Piggybacking off of what Flint said, I could go around and constantly be casting druid craft to make it to create like uh, woven vines that look like handholds but are actually super weak. Okay, and then I just grab um, that. So grab it and it just like breaks off and they fall backwards or something. Okay, um, that seems like it may be slightly more sustainable than rocks crumbling, which would then take away from like yeah. You know, maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, and Ashara actually has druid craft as well, so she can help with that. Yeah. Um, it does not. Oh, it does tell me what class she is. She's a druid. <laughs> Neat. A druid that worships Ubtao. Okay. Yeah. Ubtao, sorry. Ubtao, yeah. Um, so Ubtao is Cholt. That's in a fair. Matter of speaking. Um, oh, like in a way that like Thylia is the land kind of thing? Kinda, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know why I thought she was a cleric, um, but it says she has the following druid spells prepared. Mm, yeah. It's black and white right there. I just assumed um, she was a cleric, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so, in general, the entire city goes from idyllic commune to... It's wartime. Every man, woman, and child is now engaged with preparing defenses. Um, you know, making the walls harder to climb, uh, adding traps that will cause climbers to fall, um, barreling and jarring oils to be spread quickly across the wall. Um, any other ideas? Um, um, I, I think bees, Nask was... Bees. 
Also bees. <laughs> yeah, bees. Uh, Nask would also um, ask about the guards. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure when they were talking with Ashara, of, and like everyone responded quickly in a manner. The baboons were still able to weaken supports before there was an actual response. Mm -hmm. You, the guards need to be more vigilant or there right. needs to be there was there was definitely a um what's the word a complacency before the attack zombies can't get up here who cares yeah. um yeah so, no yeah, one was think, no one was really watching for that yeah so i think nask would either offer to help or basically be like it this has been happening so long you guys are getting complacent yeah so um we were attacked by climbing things this time mm -hmm. and it mm. failed um so expect the next thing to be flying mm. because yeah. whoever is going after you is not going to try a fail strategy a second time so we can set up defenses for it to make sure it doesn't happen again it's good practice but but also prepare for flyers also prepare for flyers get your yeah. get arrows people stationed in good places for that so okay mm -hmm. um so they they set up a rotating watch system uh where their actual fighting capable adults are as rested as possible at all times and the less capable are on watches in rotating shifts um any anything else for specific i guess specifically for flying defenses defenses against flying creatures um can we set up like catapults or something like we'll launch at rocks at things that are flying do I any of you have uh, any kind cannons? of proficiency that would so I have I have the poisoner's kit proficiency, and there's a type of poison called the um, carrion sludge or something, crawler mucus, um, carrying which crawler paralyzes. I'm just looking at the example poisons. Right. Um, I'm not looking for that because that is very expensive. Mm -hmm. But any kind of poison contact that poison, would, contact or injury poison that would cause a single round of paralysis. Mm. Would be enough to take a flyer from 500 feet to the to ground. Zero. <laughs> so yeah. I would, um, taking into consideration what I said, I'd split my time up between doing the behinds and also setting up or finding something that would make that poison either locally or up in there. Uh, mm garden or down on the, the ground you know some kind of thing that would approximate that and try to synthesize a single round paralysis poison well only only aarakocra can go up top right even right. with the cleansing so if right being proficient with herbalism kit if i know it's not poisoner stuff but if you just explain to me like what kind of plants are i can go up and yeah try to that has a uh, figure out what with combination herbalism poisoners like what would mm. be able to do that i can roll it if you'd like 
Um, trying to trying to see if there's there would uh, reasonably be anything up there that's useful. I mean, if not a big part of what I wanted to do in Chalt was explore the jungle ground. Mm -hmm. uh, not over the course of five days, but in like downtime activities. Okay. Like just get insects and that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, so currently I there's, yeah, currently there's a shitload of zombies. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a problem. <laughs> it is. But yeah, so that would be my thought is a sink of paralysis poison would be very effective against flyers. Okay. Um, yeah, so there, um, even in your, even in your short time in Chult, uh, you would have had, at least one of you would have had a brush with a stinging nettle plant mm -hmm. that causes very localized paralysis. Um, not necessarily, it's sort of a nervous, it, it's more of an anesthetic, really. Uh, it just makes it completely numb. Uh, but that could, that would disrupt your ability to be coordinated enough to fly. That, yeah. So I'll do that. Okay. Um, so you would describe that plant to Asteria, and Asteria would go up top and see if that's up there. Yeah. It is. <laughs> uh, Riley. More ideas. Um, well, so uh, I already, I was already thinking of like having boulders of an appropriate size stashed at appropriate areas along all the walkways that the air coker could, you know, have easily available to drop on climbing zombies. Right. Those could also be used for the catapults that Asteria has suggested. Mm -hmm. It could also erect a, a very sizable net around this entire area that has like a net drawbridge thing so you can get in and out or, you know, close it, open it, whatever. So that like would at least make make a gigantic net around the entire mm -hmm. city. Mm -hmm. That's like oh, maybe God five hundred fifty feet out, and then yeah. down. It would at least slow them down if they're air attackers. Yeah. And once the portal opens, you can also start doing trade and get like you can get whatever Cholt has that the places beyond the portal don't have as much of. You could trade for a ballista, um, more crossbows, more ammunition, and set up. You know. Turn this entire city into a military fortress. Hey, if they want to stick around. <laughs> Holy I, shit. It sounded more like a military birdcage right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Um, I, you, wow. There have been so many amazing ideas. So the, the issue with the big ass net is at that, net. The, at, thank you, uh, is that the city is. 200 feet wide and 100 feet tall that is an undertaking huge net and not something that can be done in the next few days um but certainly something to think of for the future um that being said because the the nut idea was on my on my mind too but i figured <laughs> like giant city size net might not be a thing but perhaps if they do have, if they are self-growing a lot of the food, if they have any trees that need like that sort of gathering process where like there's netting underneath them, mm. perhaps we can at least repurpose those smaller nets in those groves or whatever they have up there mm. to 
cover the windows and doorways of the temple where the exiled prince and princess are. So, um, unfortunately, they don't need nets to harvest the fruit because they just fly up and pick it. Right. Okay. Well, that's they, true. They so, don't yeah, have nets on hand, and they're not. They're not. Uh, and they don't really do fishing because they would just dive bomb if they really wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. They. I don't know. I don't know what bird Aarakocra are based on. I don't know if they're um, diving fishers, but that is a kind of fucking amazing idea. Just that just that idea of Aarakocra diving into the water, talons first to grab a fish. I just yeah. so fucking cool. They probably um, use nets for fishing. Otherwise, dive bombing is just one fish at a time. Yeah, net fishing would be. Yeah. I, I am thinking on the net idea. Nets knock you prone. Mm-hmm. So no, they just restrain you. Oh, we're seeing um, wings. But yeah, if, you, if you if you reduce a flying creature speed to zero, you can't fly unless you're yeah. held aloft. Um, so, so yeah, nets would invest not in those. Things. Yeah, so invest you can in just, nets. Yeah, have have your craftspeople rather than trying to fix the walkways that you don't use. Make nets so that you can tangle up airborne attackers. Okay. Um, so, it is at this point that I realize that that was weird. Jesse just flickered. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. Um, that it it looked like you horizontal flipped, at, like for one frame. It was really weird. Thanks, thanks for that. You're um, it it honestly sounds like you've come up with so many good ideas that I'm just gonna narrate what happens because I don't think we need to roll initiative real talk uh so uh so the idea that the next attack would be flying creatures was spot on uh the next attack is a swarm of flying monkey mummies i'm sorry what we got a trito for the floof queen um so uh so last session when uh nask's axe got stolen by a flying monkey I very quickly wrote down, Flying Monkey has his axe! Flying Monkey has his axe! And the Flying Monkey Mummy, this session, was going to have his axe, but he got it back, so... Yeah. Leading the judge with his axe. Uh, And I was going to have a Flying Monkey Mummy attack you with your own axe. (laughs) Aww. That would have been apropos. Yeah. would have been. Um... The zombie coordination needed to capture and ch- and change all these flying monkeys into zombies is just yeah. ridiculous. It is ridiculous. <laughs> um, so uh, so someone had an idea to cover uh, the windows and doors of the prince and princess's house so that flying attackers can't get in. Uh, that works. They can't get in. Uh, because of the early warning system, half of them are shot down before they even get to the city. Um like honestly uh the there there was no time to build catapults because the attack came two days after this big war meeting um i'm literally just skipping through this because it's just it's basically irrelevant um good job you've trivialized an entire encounter um i'm not being facetious good job i seriously (laughs) Um, it's okay because we took way too long at the beginning anyway yes so. yeah we, we an hour and a half in we were on day one yep um so uh the um 
I, I just I just want to I, I want to show you uh, what I had prepared um, oops, wrong tool wrong tool there we go <laughs> oh my god oh. no nah no thanks oh yeah oh, no. um oh but excuse me <laughs> yeah so there were there was a swarm of 36 flying monkey mummies um same as the baboons um what? yeah uh but between uh the defenses that you've cooked up uh by the time they get to the city they're so weakened that uh you can deal with them before they really cause any meaningful damage um a few Arakoker got bit, maybe one or two of you got bit, but you take so little damage that it doesn't matter, and yeah. Good job, guys. Um, I'm glad that I had that throwaway thought about flyers. Right? <laughs> I was worried about the Pterodon people being turned into zombies and coming at us. That, that would be... I'll keep that one in mind for later. That would, be okay. a, that would be a bit much for level two. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, the flying monkey mummies are CR quarter? CR quarter. A Terra Focus CR one. So mm. a swarm of thems. Oof. Oh my god, they have triple attack? How is that CR one? 36 CR one creatures. Yay! Yeah, yeah, no worries. You guys got this, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but not only did you guys... Um, significantly uh trivialize this encounter because you've done that the aracocra are all very healthy going into the rest of this extended siege but before we get to the rest of it uh two days after the flying monkey mummies attack you get another sending from zogrim den's almost done so just hold on hold on hold on there we we got it almost there. Are you like just tell us if you need more time? I mean, yeah, obviously we need more time. Just hang in there. It's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> just thought I'd string you along a little bit. Um, so um, around this time, Ashara would say that. Uh, oh, incidentally, during that attack, it was very clear that the flying monkey mummies were targeting um, the prince and princess. Mm -hmm. And it's at this time that Ashara is willing to suspend essentially the one rule. Which is that there are no outsiders on the top of the plateau. Given the terrain the group of you will be much more at home on top of the plateau and much more capable of defending them. So we'll take the defense of the city from here, keep them safe up there. We got 500 bits from J-Bugs! Hey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. Would you rather fight 36 CR1 creatures or 1 well, CR36 creature? That's a cheer for <laughs> all the PCs. Cheer for the PCs. Thanks, oh, J-Bugs. Thanks. Well, you guys were out. <laughs> um, yeah. I just added it in for everybody. Okay. Thank you. Um, um, are you amenable to this plan? Yeah. Uh, Beehive is barely containing her excitement. 
Um, fairly containing or not containing? Um, she's literally buzzing with excitement. Uh, you have to. You I know have you to. have to. I like, have you to have take to. luck for that. <laughs> yeah. I have to. <laughs> that was a whole table laugh. That was yeah. That was good. <laughs> that was real fucking good. Um uh so um are there any additional defenses you'd like to cook up for up top? Um, I would volunteer to be, like, I would say that I understand that the Aarakocra are taking care of the city guard. I would volunteer to go up with them so that there's at least someone flying Okay. as well up there. Sure. Um, so I'm going to take you up to the gardens. Well, that's cool. Uh, oh, I love it. It looks you, great. You have no tokens with vision on this scene. <laughs> I love that warning. We've taken a long rest since. Yes. Very cool. Oh my gosh, this is cool. Oh, uh, and also, Chris, you got a cheer from Shadows. Who did I miss? I think I might have. I still just that. see black. But that is added. Mask. Yes. Mask is. isn't in there. Yep. Thank you. Uh, um. All right. Oh, here check. we go. Second question regarding warlocks and spells: Do I get do I get to change a spell every long rest if I want to, or is that just per level? Uh, as of Tasha's, I think you're able to swap out one per long rest. That's what Arsino's been doing. Am I? Is that okay. accurate? Um, Eldritch versatility, additional well. Hmm? Did Tim make that up? Oh, we we also <laughs> got a cheer. We each got a cheer from Steph for that great plan. Oh, thanks, Steph. Thanks, Steph. Did, did Tim make that up? Uh, it might have been the UA. It also may be, because he has a lot of stuff from Odyssey, right? Um, I don't think that's his Odyssey subclass. Um, That was UA that turned into Tasha's. Or Warlock. Oh, OK. Got it. Um. Tim, the question is where where you got the ability to swap out a spell per long rest. And I think that was the class feature variance UA, um, which I did say was legal for Odyssey. Okay. But for Trolls for Hire, I, I've said that I'm not using UA except in specific circumstances. And since the class feature variance UA became Tasha's, that's obsoleted as far as I'm concerned, if that makes okay. sense. So uh, it looks like just one spell per level up as of time. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, spell versatility from UI is what Tim says. Okay. Um, yeah, so there's a, there's a few buildings up here um, <laughs> with thatched roofs, which are essentially just um, places where there's no interiors to the building, unfortunately. Um, but... Uh, Oh, you know what? Those should be... I'm not changing the walls. Those should have been terrain walls so that you can see the interior of the building even when you're outside, but you can't see past the building. Um, but now it's just... Actually, can I bulk change what type of wall it is? Nothing um, I can do. assume that we're going to do combat here. Why would you assume why? that? Why would you assume that? Yeah, why would you assume something like that? 
we may set up such great defenses that we don't have to do combat. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you've already done that once. So, uh, yeah, what kind of defenses do you want to set up up here? Are we are wait have we have we long rested yet? Yeah. yeah. Since that, okay. Yeah. Love those spells on that. Thank you. Yeah. Um, is you the should be able to see princess up here. Uh, um, yeah, the princess and prince are up here. Let me add their tokens. Uh, the lighting that you do mm -hmm. on Foundry is it's so good. Chef's kiss? Yep. It is. Yeah, I just need to move my token around so I have previous version of all these places. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, what, uh, that was a... Oh! Uh, crap, I missed that. That was a, that was a donation from Jay Miller, and I didn't catch it while oh. it was on the screen. Uh, we got 10 bucks from Jay Miller. Two cheers to each of the players. Aw, thanks. Thanks, Jordan. Thank you. Thanks, Jordan. Um, but yeah, I, I updated the walls, so you should be able to see into the buildings no matter where you're at, but then you can't see past them. Right? Yep. Okay. That looks great. Cool. Um, so yeah, I've got um, Nare and Na on the map. Um, but yeah, how do you want to defend this area? I think the most the most guards on the wherever the prince and princess are and and again that kind of netting system around that okay if not like actual like um like boarding up you know the window like having proper like shutters on all the windows and something mm -hmm. to reinforce the doors when you know in kind of like an emergency situation okay so yeah. you want to turn you want to turn one of these buildings into a panic room it, basically yeah. uh and and okay. mainly the place where they're already staying, so that it's just easy. So this is this is not where they live up on top of the plateau. Okay. They yeah oh. they live on the cliff face just above the temple. Um, you I'm you not know gonna... that, but they're that staying here be... for now. They're staying here for now. Yeah, until the portal opens and you can get back to Waterdeep and take them with you. Right. This is this is where Ashara is recommending that you stay. Yeah. Then the yeah, panic room. Panic room where they're staying here. Yeah. Okay. Could we have like yeah. sending back when when Zogram last messaged us and when he messages you, you can reply. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that could we have said things are getting really hairy here. Come as quick as you can and maybe bring help. Yeah. Okay. Um, also, Ian, you got two cheers from Jordan. I put them in the spreadsheet. Oh, thanks, Jordan. Thank you, Jordan. Um, uh, so go ahead and uh, brainstorm more defenses. I have to go to the bathroom again. I will hear you. Uh, be ready. Ooh. I like the netting idea. Let's go. I think basically set it up to where the people we want to protect are in one location, and then you know. If we are preventing uh, aerial attacks, we might want to treat this as if they are just really big birds. Um, no offense, Hysteria. <laughs> uh, no, I have a feeling we're going to get a gargoyle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking mm. like Palisade-style spikes across all the tops of all the roofs and anywhere that is like easy to land on that isn't like that, that is still easily accessible to us but maybe anything that's easy to perch on 
especially on the roofs, we should probably spike up the ledges of windows. Any like have some stuff jutting out of it. Basically, but. the anti-pigeon wire. Yeah, exactly. All the plastic spikes everywhere. Yeah. Okay. So two thoughts that I can use my stop for my uh -huh. various grosses. Um, first is uh, the tops of the buildings, we could spread some kind of adhesive on. Um, if we're expecting that we will get something that will land and try to get in, mm -hmm. uh, buildings are good places for the that to happen that we're not going to ever stand on. Right. Um, and then the other thing would be acclimating uh, everyone involved to my bees so that they're not attacked by them. And then setting some up in the roof of the panic room, just oh, so that it attacks. So you have panic bees. Panic bees, yes. Jesus Christ. Panic bees. I'm, I'm wondering if we could create like, like you have two rocks or two somethings that are both you know heavy, and then string something between them, and like maybe do a bunch of those for NASP to use as like a ranged weapon, or other people to use it like just toss them out at the incoming birds and stuff and oh bolas bolas yeah yeah create a bunch of those maybe uh, how far is it from the water to the walkway um based on the drawing of the cliff i would say about 20 feet okay because the, the that cliff takes up two full squares which tells me that it's pretty steep is there anything in the um the water um so that water is uh there's it's honestly much more verdant than the map suggests uh there's lilies and lotuses and all kinds of water plants um thinking those nets we have that we have the craftsman building would be useful heavily so obs heavily obscured would mean uh oh i'm sorry chris i did not mean to interrupt you like that go ahead uh the just having those nets on hand so we can throw them at a larger creature and mm. and it would fall into the the water mm. and we could shoot down at it. So you want to just have honest. nets on hand yourselves? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you guys can do that. Also to uh, to mask or to kind of. Um, you know, make vision more difficult for them if they arrive. Maybe have some piles of dry brush around because it's already going to be wet and humid and difficult to actually set much on fire. We could probably burn those piles and like really just build a layer of smoke around to disorient them. So that actually kind of builds on what I was going to ask. Does heavily obscured mean if, if you're like in a... effectively means blinded? So that's disadvantage on attacks. Disadvantage on attacks, yeah. Flint, I think you should cast Fog Cloud in whatever house they're going to be in. Okay, yeah. Because yeah. then any attack against them would be with disadvantage. Yeah. Um, so are, are you all just like making your way around up here, just taking the place in and just discussing <laughs> like, this is what we're going to do? While Nare and Na are just around, yeah, I assume okay. that we want them to be aware of everything we're planning, 
This okay. way, one of them doesn't try to climb on the roof or, you know, yeah. like. Yeah. Do they have um, any ideas? What are they thinking? Uh, Nare announces very confidently that I want to fight. What, 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 <laughs> me? I give her a bow and ask her to shoot an apple. She fires an Eldritch Blast at it. I was going to ask what. Uh, okay. Um, I have made a pact with the Wind Dukes of Akka. Mm -hmm. What does that mean to me? Uh, you don't even need to roll. Uh, the Wind Dukes of Akka are the ruling class on the elemental plane of air from which Arakokra hail. Yeah, you're is that in. Why, is that why the boy wants to be an Aarakocra? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So is that's it... her patron. Cool. Is it just us up here? Do we have any Aarakocra helping us as well? Uh, the It's just you. Uh, the Aarakocra are protecting the city. Are they at all worried about the flying threat? If there is one? Or just the climbing threat to they they can fly so like they're like anything that flies at the city would have to mm -hmm. fly above the trees and be visible from very far away or mm -hmm. fly from the tree line and essentially fly up the cliff face mm -hmm. either yeah. way city-based defenders would be able to deal with that do we have city-based okay. defenders on the back of the that hmm 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 how how big is she? Nara? Yeah. She's a teenage girl. But oh and you uh -huh. said human. Yeah, she's a human. Right. She's like 130 pounds. I was wondering like and it's fifteen times your strength, right? To carry without affecting your weight or your yep. speed. Yep. Damn. That are you at eight? Yeah. So about the flying defense thing, could we also be possibly training the air? If they are, if they already have this as an option, can we train them to have again, like kind of have two air coker flying with like a long rope or something between them, so that mm. in order to take down flying things, all they have to do is like fly through fly them through with it. the, and they yeah. can do them multiple at once, maybe with. Yeah. Um they they've actually been doing that with nets cool yeah okay i'm out of ideas okay um at this point you're fairly confident that flying creatures are not going to get up here climbing creatures aren't really going to get up here either so what else is... um that's oh. that's up to you what do you want what else do you want to defend against also creatures <laughs> Teleporting creatures? Probably going to be teleporting or like... Yeah. It's probably what it's going to be. Um, everybody's going to have six good berries at the beginning of okay. every day. Um, okay. leading, up and leading up to this. So. so we are running up against the clock a little bit uh, in mm -hmm. terms of real time. Um, any other ideas before we get into this? I'm good. All right. Uh, so there's tar on the roofs, uh, dry brush, as dry as you can get, uh, causing 
smoke clouds as as uh where where did you want those incidentally just like around the area the where where the pies are yeah yeah i i would say like if are these the only these aren't the only three buildings right these are just so that this is this is like the central um like this is the farmstead basically and then there's just lush greenery in every direction from here this is basically the center of the plateau i would say like every area between buildings has like so that like at least it'll, it'll kind of cover and sway between them once the moment happens and maybe have one in the middle too if Actually, no, that's wood. That's no good. Um, but like, yeah, everything be in between buildings that isn't like on a wood, you know, woodwalk. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, let's see if I have. Yeah. As part of as part of my own preparation, could I use Druidcraft to create vines and weave my own nets? Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of vines around you. Um, if, okay. Yeah. Cool. Not to not to minimize the efficacy of your uh, class features, no, but no, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, um, so fog clouds, smoke clouds, basically. We'll just drop them in there. Yeah, is that, cool. Is that, like position, is that positioning roughly what you were thinking? Yeah, but yeah, basically, and and I guess I guess one behind the last house, that's kind of a little bit on the outside, and one over here. Okay. Um, but yeah, that yeah, that looks perfect. Yeah. Okay. Um, rubes are covered in tar and spikes to uh, stein any basically any perchable surface is covered in spikes. Uh, rubes are covered in tar so that flying creatures have nothing to land on um, except the ground, which is bad for them because that's where you are. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'd say um, that we stay in the same room as Moxanari and Nah. Okay, uh, at least some of us this way uh if there is a teleporter if there's a creature that can teleport directly to them mm -hmm. we can you're there we're there okay i think nask would definitely stay with them okay seems fitting um how many nets do you think i would be able to make in um, however long um can you give me an underwater basket weaving check uh yes um that's dexterity right? uh yeah just dexterity <laughs> i've not heard that since i was in college by the way <laughs> you have a i uh, mean it's a very college schools? joke yeah it's like oh yeah i'm taking an elective in underwater basket weaving yep um <laughs> uh, nice okay um so you can make two a day okay um, um you don't know how many days it is until things happen sure until I tell you when it happens, yeah. which is right now uh, on on day twelve, three days after you came up here, uh, is when the attack finally. So I have happened. six of them. Yes. Okay. Uh, so the you hear the sounds of fighting below, um, but there does not appear to be any signs of anything making its way up on top of the plateau. So. As soon as I hear, as soon as I hear that, I would start flying around the okay. plateau to see if, like, around the perimeter of the plateau, or like in a tight circle around where you're at. How big How is the, the plateau? plateau? The plateau is about a quarter mile diameter. 
Oh fuck. Um, I would Actually, say probably no, probably about a mile diameter. Yeah, it's big. It big. I would say near us then, okay. just up. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll perception. This seems important. I'm gonna cheer it. That seems smart. Fuck. Oof. Twelve. Uh, so you don't notice anything until a sibilant voice cries out from the sky above hand over the false heirs or you will all die that sounds like a serpent uh no Have thank any you that poison that paralyzes what's that did we get any of that poison that paralyzes from the last time uh yeah. Uh so like most poisons, it's an action to coat uh a piercing weapon or three pieces of ammunition. Mm-hmm. Um and then it it remains it maintains potency for a minute. So it's not something you can do ahead of time, but it is something you could do right now. But like that. what what direction do I hear that from? Uh it is directly above the center of this area. Um, so as you're patrolling the area, you would hear it essentially level with you towards the center of the area. But as you look over, you see nothing. Until the wind whooshes and they swoop and become visible. Roll initiative. Uh, is the encounter open when you said roll initiative? It is not. Let me do that first. Um, I'm not going to put and, Nah in initiative, um, but yeah. you guys are in the building. Uh, at least Nask and Yare and Nah are. Um, and I don't even have... I don't even have a freaking token ready. What's wrong with me? Okay. Oh, I closed that. Let's Ooh. switch to this. We also, go. we're not the only ones up here, right? There's Aarakocra up here with us. Uh, no, it is It is just you. Uh, the rest of them are busy fighting. Gotcha. Is that Uanti? Uh, that is a Uanti. That, yeah. Uh, and he whiffed initiative real good. That's the um, sexiest Juwanti I've ever seen. Uh, would you like Damn. to? Would you like to see his uh, character artwork? Please. Oh. Whoa. Thank you, <laughs> Hey. Um, so he's riding on the back of a massive, massive Quetzalcoatlus. Uh, this image does not do it justice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quetzals are huge yeah um and he is readying the longbow uh holy shit we got a raid from lawful stupid rpg 33 thanks to the raid lawful stupid we're we're headed into uh a fight so that's some timing um and i need um music for this where's my music where is my music Nope, not that one. 
not images, sounds, tracks. Um, would it be reasonable that as soon as I heard that voice, I would have gone into my story form? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's reasonable. Um, doesn't look like I have a track that's good for this. That's disappointing. So no music. Sorry. Here, I'll just turn this one on. Uh, we got a bunch of follows um, that aren't... Oh, I don't have... There we go. Um, oh, nope, turned everything hey. off instead of turning everything on. There we go. It, we got follows it from... Yeah. It works for Firefox now. Oh, neat. They fixed it. Cool. Uh, so let's hit begin combat. Holy shit. Thank you for the follows, everybody. Welcome a non-lone ranger, pink pixie wink wonk, and haunted chronicles. Uh, welcome to the Guild of Troll. Uh, Flynn. You're up first. This guy is just yeah. hanging in the air, readying a longbow. How far up in the air? Uh, he is 80 feet up. Okay, so that's not gonna work. Um, I am just probably gonna Eldritch Blast, but that's what it does. All right, uh, are you aiming at the, the Quetzal or the Yuan-Ti? Do I have disadvantage because he's on top of it, like at all? Like, uh, he, would have, at all? he would have cover since it is between you and him. Then the smart move would be to blast the Quetzal. Okay. Um. Fuck. Twelve. Uh, I don't think that's gonna. That is not gonna hit. This seems important enough to use my luck point then. Okay. Right then. Wow, he crit failed initiative. That's impressive. Fuck. Oof. Well, I did a big lot of nothing, so. Alright, done? Yep. Yep. Nask. Okay, so. He's up there away, so I think uh, Nask would head to kind of be by the doorway. Okay. There, I'm... and then uh, take one of his hand axes and basically ready action if he gets. Uh, Within range, chuck an axe at him, which okay. are 26. I think they're 26 for hand axes, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, all right, done? Yep. All right. Um, do you have the other door to this building barred? Uh, oh, there's two doors. Um, yeah. There was only yeah. one that we could get through, I think. Like, I could not. Yeah, there's, there's a door right here. Um, here, I'm actually going to draw a door wall just so that the door icon shows up. So that should have blocked vision until you uh, click on the door and then open it. Yeah. Ah. So now you got door icons at the very least so you can see that there's a door there. I just, uh, just to talk about the nets briefly that we set up, my yep. thought for this is that it would take like an action to go through it but that it would but that you could see through it you know what i mean so they're actually netting on the doors okay got it yeah so like doors and windows you can't just run in grab somebody run out gotcha you have to okay actually like pull the net aside yeah okay okay um all right uh so the reason i asked about doors was uh for nare She was very confident about wanting to fight, but now that the fight's here, she's not so confident. Uh, and given that it's not a get out, fire, get back in kind of situation, she doesn't want to be out. Um, mm -hmm. 
which takes us to the Ketzel's turn. Uh, mm. And a it's a very large turn marker. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so, how high up are you, Asteria? Uh, fifteen. I have it on the token. Oh, cool. How high up or how high up is it? Uh, yeah. Let me mark that. Uh, he eighty up. Oh. oh. Um. So let's. Now I'm gonna. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God damn it. I let go of control and it didn't do anything. Uh, so he's gonna start circling the area. And the UNT got left behind. That's cool. <laughs> Oops. Um, yeah, the Ketzel's just gonna start circling the area uh, as spurred by the UNT. Staying at 80 feet high. Um, Beehive. Um, Beehive is going to go ahead and aim out the one of the netted windows um, mm -hmm. and double check first uh, yeah I think that I'm going to Hunter's Mark but let me double check that I don't want to do anything mm -hmm. else I yeah, got a $5 donation from Pixie Wink Wonk I don't know why I have such a hard time with that name um, uh, thank you Pixie Wink Wonk uh, we got LSRPG was successful. You take 20. Uh, who do you want to give that take 20 to? Oh. Thanks. Um, sorry. Uh, you were saying Beehive? Longbow. Firing at the Quetzal or the Yuanti? Uh, the, it is one of the... I assume that I had enough time to cope maybe six arrows in poison. Uh, three. He was talking. Three? three. Got it. Yeah. Um, then one of the poisoned arrows at the Quetzal. Okay. Um, so 23 is going to hit for 10 piercing, uh, and then it's going to be a con save versus... 13. Yep. Okay. Oh, Pixie uh, said highest roller gets it. Ooh. All right. So we all roll in a d20? <laughs> oh, Ian. I got a one. I got a two. <laughs> I got a ten. Highest yet. Oh my god. <laughs> One, two, three. What are these rolls? Oh my god. Uh, Rodriguez, oh, can you take it? You got a 50 50. Wait, what do I type uh, again? Slash R space 1d20. At least we're getting the, the low rolls oh out. Oh my god. Ball. Beehive takes it with a 10. 10. Got it. Okay, I'll put it in there. Um, Alright, <laughs> wow. so uh, I am, I'm burning a cheer on the Ketzel's con save. Uh, wow, he crits it. 21. Okay, yeah. Uh, okay, anything else? Uh, I do damage with that. Yep, I got that. Uh, so you uh, you embed an arrow in the Quetzal's wing. Uh, it screeches. It's a very big screech. Angry Quetzal. Uh, additional Hunter's Mark damage. Okay, got it. Alright, anything it. else? That's it. Asteria. Okay. Mm. You said that He's 80 feet up. Yep. I don't like that. That's so high. It's pretty high. Um, which makes him 65 away from me. No. Yeah. Yeah. Math is hard. Yeah. Um. Okay. Screw uh, Pythagorean theorem. Mm-hmm. We non-Euclidean here. In in his starry form, he is going to go 
So he would the the big the the U on T would have cover, right? Yeah. Like half unless, cover. Unless you uh, half cover, unless you get up so you can see him independently of the castle. How high would I have to do that? Uh, you'd have to go. You'd probably have to go up your full fifty. That's terrifying. So no, thank you. Okay. Um, I, I instead, um, in in his starry form, from where he is, mm-hmm. he is going to, um, just point at the sky, and then lower his finger down to where it like aligns with the kettle. Okay. And as a falling star comes toward it and hopefully lands on it. Hmm. Um, and this is going to be one of my free uses of it. And I'm going to cheer it. Does a 20 hit it? Uh, generally. Yeah. So that's 20 radiant damage and the next attack on it has advantage. Okay. Um, that'll bloody a Quetzal. Holy shit. Um, and... God damn. So you just hit him right in the skull, um, which is... Yay big? Yeah. Um, big so yeah, and and it is... Uh, it, it, the next attack has advantage on it because it has... It is glowing like a star. All right. Anything else? Uh, um, then that was some I'm... music glitch. Oh, I'm also going to bonus action starry form it. And um, use your advantage. And use my own advantage, yeah. Okay. Oh, fucking hell. 21 for four radiant. All right. Anything else? Um, And then I think I'm actually going to land... Uh... Oh, everybody's like crowded around this house, right? So, yeah. yeah, I think I'm actually gonna land right here. Okay. So I'll I'll take that hide off. Okay. Done. Huh? Rodriguez. Okay. So, tell me exactly where this petzel is in terms of range. Uh, he's like eighty feet up. Down. Eighty feet up. Yep. Okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Fifteen. Um, mm. I'm gonna look over at uh, Riley behind me. Mm. Uh, um, at Flint, rather. <laughs> Flint there. Um, and, and so get ready and I can't see the UNT from this vantage point right he's too high up I just uh, see the cat he effectively has cover so he has plus two AC right. okay I'm gonna throw my hands out wide with my longsword like mm-hmm. holding my longsword presenting myself Okay. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to chide it into coming down. I'm going to shout at it. I'm going to compel it uh, to a duel. 
Okay. And oh shoot, no, can't do that. Uh, that's a thirty-foot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a thirty-foot yeah. range. Uh, so I'm gonna just actually try to. Uh, if I shout at it, could it could it just like a regular shout at it? Could it be a bonus action or uh, is it? Would it be an action? Uh, so if you're just yelling at it, free action. Um, if you're okay. trying to like intimidate it, that'd be an action to roll intimidation. Right. I'm gonna try and get its attention and shout at it uh, for the top of my lungs, and also, um, yeah, kind of give it. And then, and then I think I'll I'll already, um, already myself. If I, if it's a free action, it's there's no bonus action, right? Nope. The, there isn't. Okay. Oh, sorry, so you I, can still take a bonus action. Oh, yeah. I can take a bonus action. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can't. Play. That's fine. I I just ready myself then. Okay. So just yeah. ready melee if someone gets into melee. Ready, yeah, ready melee. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it is the Yuan-T's turn. Uh, and I think his turn marker is behind the Quetzal. It's <laughs> kind of funny. Um, and he's just gonna fire his longbow at the two people that he can very clearly see. Uh, and I'm gonna throw shears at them both. Uh, so that's gonna be an 18 against Asteria. Damn. Mm -hmm. uh, for 10 piercing and 5 poison. <laughs> and a 23 against Rodriguez. For 8 piercing and 7 poison. I'm sorry. What's the roll to hit? As uh, a 23 to hit. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was how much damage? Uh, it was 15 total. Okay, 15 total. All right. Oh, so we both got 15 total? Yeah, you each got 15, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was 10 and 5, and then 8 and 7. Ow! Um, yeah, that was, that was his turn. Um, also, I realized that his mount is a controlled mount, so it should actually be moving on his turn. But it already um, moved this round. So I'll just I'll just remove the Quetzal from initiative, and it'll go on his turn from now on. Um, how many good berries do we each have now? Six. six. Okay. Uh, Flint, it's your turn. Well, then I started blasting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go for another twenty-three to hit. 23 will hit. Are you At the Quetzal. Okay. I don't want to try to cover guy, but I probably could have hit him that time. Um, yeah. This one is uh, 7 damage. Alright. Uh, Quetzal's not looking great. Good. Yeah, yeah good. good. I'm gonna... Uh, I'm, I guess I'm... Maybe, maybe like right there, closer to the building. Okay. That's it. Alright. Uh, Nask, it's your turn. Alright, so, uh, yeah, I can go around these guys, right? Like, on the outside here. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think Nask will run over, so he's still a square from, well, mm. yeah, probably like that. Um, 
And for so putting his hand axe away and I guess readying his spear instead. Okay. Uh, yeah, and then basically, um, well, I, no, he'll keep his hand axe out and basically ready to throw it again if it gets within 60 feet. Okay. Done? Yep. All right. Um, I'm just going to remove Nari from initiative because she's, she doesn't, she doesn't want to, uh, Beehive. Um, same thing as last time. All right. Gonna go ahead and shoot him. Okay. Gonna use another cheer. Okay. All right. Four piercing damage. Oh, plus Hunter's Mark. Yep. We're gonna roll that now. It doesn't, like, give me it as a, I have to roll twice, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So that's actually enough to kill the Quetzal. Um, yeah. So. Nice. I'm falling. Oh. I'm oh, falling. What the? What the? You, you highlighted like them both. Of them? Did I highlight both of them? Damn, well, if you click one without unclicking the other. You that probably did it. Um, hey, guys, we did it. No. Uh, so he uh, falls 80 feet. He falls 60 feet as he casts Featherfall. Fucking hell. But... I'm guessing he gets within 60 feet of me now. Uh, yeah, he do. And he's gonna catch a hand axe. Okay. Um, and I'm gonna use cheer spiration, so I don't have disadvantage. All right. Isn't it a spear now? Uh, oh. Uh, no, yeah, no, I said I was gonna ready the hand axe. For uh, oh, gotcha. To chuck, because I was... Okay. I don't want to throw my spear away yet. That, that's that's next his, level. That's his main murder weapon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 23 is going to hit him. Uh, yeah, for 7. Alright. Alright. Um, anything else, Beehive? Uh, the Quetzal just is... crashes to the ground and tumbles uh, past the uh, bridge and rolls down the rocks, very clearly dead. And he just slowly falls. That's all I got. Right. I was really banking on that 8d6 fall damage. Damn. I know you were. I know. Uh, Asteria, it is your turn. He's still 20 uh, feet in the air as he's falling. Okay. Um, God, I am looking real bad. Uh, I would like to... That Quetzal died way faster than I was expecting it to. <laughs> Holy shit. I assumed it had way more hit points than it. Yeah. It's um, big. I would like to fly over... God, I don't want to attract attention to that house. You know, there's plenty There's plenty there already. I'm going to fly over to here. Um, there's a net there, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Big heavy net. I'm gonna go here, like uh, just outside the building. Okay. Um. I mean, he's. But on my way there, I will bonus action starry form. Um, and I'm also gonna cast cure wounds on myself. Okay. Um, Are you activating a different starry form? No, I'm gonna bonus action archer. Didn't you already have that up? 
Yeah, no, 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 but I'm going to use my bonus action to make an archer attack. Got it. Sorry. Uh, I thought you were, like, using your wild shape. Wow. Uh, that was really good damage, but nine's going to miss. Yeah, okay, that's fine. I should have cheered it, but I didn't. Wait. No, okay. Oh, yeah, I already used my to look. Okay, so, and then, yeah, I'll just roll this. Okay. Great. <laughs> Great. Wow. Love, love life right now. Jeez. Uh, going else? very well. Now I'm good. All right. Rodriguez. Uh, he's falling to the ground, uh, but he is not at this time on the ground yet. The uh, the Yuan-Ti he's dropping, you said? Yeah. Yeah, he is... He's falling like a feather. Right. Okay. And Which apparently is ten feet per second. Right. Um, what's the range on him? Uh, he's twenty feet off the ground, and he's cool. thirty-five feet from you, I think. Ten, twenty, thirty. Yeah, thirty-five feet from you. Thirty. Thirty-five feet from you. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you could just run up to where he's going to land and just ready yeah. to swing at him when he does. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think I think that's what. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Okay. Uh, while I'm doing this, I, I can't remember how we did it last time. Can I like, how many, like, can I just eat one good berry at a time, or? It's an action to eat a good berry. Okay. I so mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to ready an attack, and it okay. is one oh. berry at a time. That's right. Yeah, that's crazy. Okay, so yeah, I will just, I'm I'm just catching up to it, like. Um, Blade ready. Uh, I could use a bonus action still, even though I'm readying, or no? Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, then I'm going to use... Um... Oh god, are you readying? Are you casting a smite spell? Ra uh, wrathful smite. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Alright, done? Yep. Alright, uh, yeah, so at the start yeah. of his turn, he's still falling. He'll land at the start of Beehive's turn, because it's 60 feet per round. Um, so for now, he's going to fire at you while falling. Rodriguez. Whoa. Um, so, longbow attack. I'm going to cheer it. That's another 23 to hit. Mm. For 9 piercing and 6 poison. Wow. I'm guessing okay. you're down. I'm down now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's going to fire the second one at Nask, and I'm going to cheer that one too. Uh, that, That's a seven to hit. Uh, yeah, it's going to miss. What the fuck? <laughs> um, oh my god, I rolled 19 damage. Fuck. Hey, I would have still been up. Okay. Uh, Flynn. I won. <laughs> um, what's... How's how's the Yuanti looking right now? Uh, he has he got a, he got hit by a hand axe and nothing else. Okay, didn't seem to phase him a lot though. I guess not really. Actually, not. I can't see him really. So, I mean, you can peek around um, the corner. Yeah, I'm wondering what it what it would be to drag Rodriguez back to like cover. Uh, so dragging dragging a character effectively makes it difficult terrain. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, and technically he. Technically, since he's still conscious, you need to use your action to grab him. Um, so you hmm. uh, you would need to run up to him, action, grab him, and then you wouldn't have any speed to get away. So that would be a bad time. Wait. Yeah. Why is it an action to grab? 
because uh, you have to grapple them because they're creatures and not objects. Even if they're unconscious? Yeah. Yep, yeah. only if they're dead or do they cease to be a creature. Okay. Because there's a meaningful difference between unconscious and dead. Sure. Yeah, cool. I, I thought like maybe I could I could reach out Eldritch Blast with one hand and then the other hand grabs an ankle and just starts pulling him too. <laughs> but Unfortunately, okay. no. Yeah. Then I'm just going to try to take care, like help take care of the threat and right. um, another Eldritch Blast. Okay. Because that's what we do here. Yeah. 19 to hit. That hits. Then, um, eight, six dams. Alright. Anything else? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Nask, you're up. Okay, so I'm going to basically run my full 30 feet, which looks like yep. I can get right next to. You can share a space with Rodriguez because he's unconscious. Well, not for long. Okay. Because I got a good berry, right? Yeah. So, 30 feet, mm -hmm. pull out the other hand axe, chuck it at the Yonti guy okay. as I'm running up to him with Cheerspiration. Okay. Let's hit him. Get him. Uh, and, and he is incidentally wearing, like, a leather skirt and bracers, and he's just bare-chested. Sixteen's gonna hit. Nice. I don't wanna I don't wanna mess anything up, but isn't it an action to deliver a good berry to it somebody's is. mouth? And then I'm I will assuming... action surge. Oh yeah. <laughs> sorry, making sure. Making sure. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yep. Uh and feed a good berry to Rodriguez. Okay. So he has one HP. Um, okay. Yeah, and oh, then it's gets a trigger of his. How does that work? Readied, action, unconscious, healed, 5e. Readied, action, because you readied an action, then you fell unconscious, and then you woke up. So would it be if well, you lose a... your reaction? I wouldn't wake up and be like... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that would be a thing. <laughs> uh, rules as written, there is nothing stopping you. You will have disadvantage on the uh, attack once he lands because you're prone. Otherwise, mm. yeah, you can you can take the attack. Now is um, my is my you lost wrathful smite, smite because yeah. you lost concentration by falling unconscious. Yeah. Um, so anything else, Nask? Um, no, because I can't action surge again, or don't really have any bonus actions okay. right now. All right, so, yep, uh, at the start right. of Beehive's turn, he falls the remaining twenty feet, gets into melee range of Rodriguez, and you can take an attack. With disadvantage because you're prone. Right. Okay. Um, I just didn't want I'm, that ready to action to go I'm to gonna use. Yeah. I'm going to use Cheerspiration to make it a regular okay. roll. Okay. Um, oh. 17's going to hit. Yeah. And that's uh, 11 with two-handed. All right. Yeah. Um, do you want to throw a smite on there? Uh, oh, I can I do that on a ready to action? You can use Divine Smite on any melee attack. Oh, right. Okay, gotcha. So yeah, I will ca I will cast a Divine Smite on that then. Yes. Right. Uh, so that's two d eight extra damage. Okay. Oh. Yeah, please. So 
Will it roll on this, or do I just roll it manually in the thing? Um, so I, I've uh, in the past I've homebrewed a feat for Divine Smite, but for now you can just slash R two D eight. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll I'll get that added to your sheet so that it'll just show okay. up in your attack rolls, so that you can just click it and so roll nine. for you. Jesus. All right, nine. So you on you wake up and the first thing you do is you just swing at his ankles. Um, I don't even know how you make a two-handed attack while prone. It's just on his knees. Yeah. You bloody the shit out of him. Like, he drops to one knee uh, and is very upset. Um, and he, uh, yeah, Beehive, it's your turn. That is the start of your turn. Uh, I will move the hunter's mark to him. Okay. And I will shoot. All right. Critical miss. With critic with one damage too. <laughs> I will I will do a luck to reroll. Alright. That'll hit for four plus hunter's mark. Four plus hunter's mark? Oh, I don't get the eleven. No, you don't get the eleven. You rerolled the twenty, the D twenty, not the whole attack. Uh, oh wow. Max damage on the hunter's mark. Uh, yeah, he's not looking good. He went from, like, totally healthy to on one knee with a hand axe and an arrow in his chest. Uh, if he's not immune to poison, he should make a save. He is immune to poison. He's immune to poison damage and poisoned condition. Yeah. Uh, anything else, Beehive? That's all. Asteria. Gonna go here. All right. Gonna bonus action, starry form, arrow. Okay. 18 to hit for 11. Whew. So he's he's seeing stars with a hand axe and an arrow in his chest and bloody ankles. Yeah. Um, Anything else? That's your bonus action. Mm -hmm, but he's not looking good, right? He is not looking good. <laughs> he's very um, not looking good. I, yeah. I'm gonna... Do the yeah yeah gonna cheer inspiration. I'm gonna call upon the stars to send one down on him. Okay. Fuck. Twenty one to hit for nine radiant. That nine on four one one one, one, one six. six. That's some fucking bullshit damage. Uh, fortunately, it is enough to kill him. Oh, uh, as okay. This, uh, every vein in his ophidian body bursts from the light of the star that impacts him as you hit him in the face with another star. Yep. Uh, and he, uh, yeah, he did. Okay, I'm gonna run, or I'm gonna fly over to, we're out of combat, right? Yeah, we're out of combat. No one's, no one's, uh, dying, so. I'm gonna fly over and, um, uh, Touch Rodriguez's forehead hmm. and cast Cure Wounds on him. Okay. Because um, um, he's looking real bad, everyone, right? We are over time already. Is everyone good to play for like 15 minutes more? Yeah. 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 Um, I Zoom chat. We all confirmed already. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. I cannot look at Zoom chat. It'll fuck up the stream. Yeah, so. was yeah no, it's fine. All right. Um, um, thanks for confirming, though. Because yeah. um, I just realized what time it was. 
Um, so kind of a good game. Fucking hell. Okay, well you get five HP. Um, Thank you. I'm gonna uh, comfort. I'm gonna check on Nan and Moxon. Okay. Uh, so as uh, as Asteria is flying over to uh, Rodriguez, uh, Rodriguez and Nask, you hear the Yuantes dying words which are Rasnasi is the true king of Omu oh, I'm gonna kick I'm gonna kick him in the water I mean that's gonna foul the water but yeah okay. don't do that Fine. there's already a Quetzal corpse in there we gotta get that out now <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Nask would give Rodriguez a hand up um, yeah. you know, help him back up to his feet make sure that yeah. it's like not going to fall over and then he's going over to the body and he's pulling his hand axes out of that guy's chest okay metal um, yeah. alright uh, so not to not to ruin the, the gravity of the situation but long story short you guys set shit up so well that everything else that happened at this time dealt with um dealt with uh which is really disappointing to me because really fucking cool because they are skeletal giant wolf spiders basically just walking exoskeletons one okay so so uh mechanically uh versus the flying monkey mummies for every round it took you to deal with them past uh the third Start, starting with the third. Um, one Aarakocra is taken out of commission. We got a Trito. Um, for every Aarakocra taken out of commission during that fight, you would have had to also deal with one of those spiders during this fight. Hmm. But no one got taken out of commission because that fight was trivialized. And then, oh. yeah. Thank goodness. Trito, I appreciate the work you put into it, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but also, I'm glad we didn't have to deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good girl. She takes her Trito, she leaves. We can name this episode, Ian Learns the Danger of Giving Players Setup Time. I mean, yeah, really. <laughs> um, I actually almost named this episode Siege of Kirsabal. Um, but I didn't want to tip my hand. I didn't want you guys yeah. to know it was yeah. a siege going in. Um, you could uh, rename it post I probably will. <laughs> Um, so for for all of you watching on YouTube, that's why it's called Siege of Kirsbal. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would like to to go through his stuff to see if there's any sort of like notes or plan or something that can tell us if there's more to come or anything along those lines. Um, unfortunately, they're not that dumb. Uh, this dude doesn't yeah. even have pockets. He has a leather skirt, boots, and bracers, and that's it. Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> he, he did. He still has his bow with him, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it any? I mean, what's it? What's it? What's it? Does it look like a better make than anything that we have? Or... Uh, yeah. It is. Uh, it is in fact a magical bow. Oh my gosh. That's why it hurts so much. 
Yeah. Well, the, uh, the main reason it hurts so much is that uh, he's a Yuan T and he poisons all his arrows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How am I gonna get some of that poison out of his fangs? Okay. Oh, that's reasonable and makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Um, uh, that that bow's all yours. <laughs> what is it? Um. So over the course of a short rest, you can identify it as very simply a plus one bow. Um. But yeah, I mean, plus one goddamn bow. Yeah. Um, too good. It's no bow of cupidity, but it's a plus one bow. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't be handed out legendary items in session two. God. No. How are how are Moxana and Nah doing, by the way? Um, shaken but fine. Um, Nare is uh, mad at herself for not helping. Was your um, first fight? This is what how that goes. Don't mm. let it again. Uh, nah seems oblivious. Yep. Okay. <laughs> he's he's fixated on on his uh, on his he's he's trying to build wings now. <laughs> um, <laughs> if only we had a tinker who could help him with that. Do I want to build this kid wings? No. I'm good. That's scary. Um, Rodriguez. Yes. Would you want to tell her your idea? See if it's something that she's interested in. Yes, I think so. Although, what if she says no? I think that this this experience may this single experience may be eye opening for her. She can get training there. She can like mm. there's just because of this experience. I think there may be reason. I okay. I, I go to her, um, go go into the, the hut and um, give her a a small cut nod. Uh, in place of a bow, and I, I go, Your Grace, I think it's, it would be best for both you and your brother if you came with us to Waterdeep. And, uh, I can do that? I mean, oh, of, of right course away. I can do that. As soon as we are able to get through the portal that we came in on. We would uh, take you to Waterdeep and hopefully turn you over to the royalty there where you could potentially uh, raise an army. Mm, at least to be be in company of others of your station to help well, you become the queen. Of course. Yes. Uh, and, and they'll they'll of course uh, immediately you know want to to pledge an army to help me reclaim my throne um i think that first you need to focus on your own training so that you can lead the army yourself when you're ready is that the place of a queen it can be 
can be your plan. An important thing for a leader is to listen when they to listen to advice when they are not knowing of what to do. I'm not saying that you do not know what to do. But if it feels wise, listen to us and that you need training. And also, it would be in your interest to listen. Also, you're in a pretty unique situation. I, I'm sorry for everything you've gone through, but not having shoes to fill means that you get to dictate what a queen's place is. But I do think that it's Waterdeep could be, based on what these people have told me, it could be a really good place for you to really learn a lot about leadership and a lot about magic and a lot about like really hone your skills and come back you guys much are more trying prepared. to convince her of something that she's already convinced of yeah yeah she's i'm trying to convince her not to go there to try to raise an army that's what i'm trying to convince her not to do okay. yeah if she goes in there going i'll have my army now that's all gonna <laughs> she will not know she like yeah like, that's I mean, what i'm trying to convince gonna... her not to do She's gonna get a little bit of a like wake up call when she's she's, in she's a little bit of a Daenerys figure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like season one Daenerys, yeah. like Westeros is begging for my return. Yeah. Um. Yeah. One um, army, please. Yeah, one army, please. Gib, 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 gib. Yeah. Although I guess in that regard, she's more Viserys. Army, please. Army, please. Army, please. Um, so you're trying to prevent her from meeting a Viserys style end. Um, so yes. Um, the uh, once the Yuanti is defeated and the skeletal giant wolf spiders are defeated, the zombie horde disperses, making it very clear that this is the end of the siege. And a mere two days later, Zogrim sends to you and informs you that the gate is now ready. And I'm guessing that in those two days you were never more than 15 minutes away from the gate. Um, I would go to Ashara, you know, explain to her that, uh, you know, uh, what what are we calling her? Nare? Nare. Nare. Um, Nare also thinks it's a good idea to go to Waterdeep. Blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I think that I think it would probably be best for me to also go and just keep an eye on her because she gave me reason up top to think that she may need some coaching. She may need someone to like nudge her in the right direction. So I think that I should probably go and keep an eye on her. You'll be missed. As will she. And I'll miss everyone here. Um, I personally would love it if you're willing to keep this, uh, this portal open 
so that we can return. Oh, I meant to do that before the fight started. It's lightning. Um, But yeah, and that way we, you know, I would love to be able to come back and visit and I could bring her back when she's ready and, you know, I think Mm. that could be useful. Does she agree to that? Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah, so she is hopeful as you are that the uh, portal can remain open as promised. Okay. Beehive is also very interested in coming back here. Okay. Just because um, it's a wealth of all of the things that she wants to collect. Right. Yeah, you, uh, <laughs> you just started out your adventure with treasure trove of bug (laughs) like i made this character and i was like there's not going to be a lot in water like this character is going to be middling effective with this idea and then Mm -hmm. you're like oh here's chult and by the way yeah yeah and i was just like cult yeah what (laughs) yeah um, which is crazy because I picked Cholt as the destination before you told me you were playing Beehive. I assumed you were going to play Patty for this adventure. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, you head back to the gate um, with Nare and Na in tow. And as promised, the gate is indeed open. Uh, and Zogrim uh, immediately uh is just very interested in whether or not you have the keystone it's on the other isn't it on the other side of the port no oh somebody had it with them oh uh yeah we we do have it because we yeah i can't remember exactly who but um so zogrim just keystone please uh he takes the keystone he walks up the archway um he just walks up the wall uh and he just shunks it into the wall uh and the keystone glows just sort of flashes once twice thrice and the previously sort of orange reddish runes a blue tint washes over them uh and as he does so the line on the floor leading from the portal to the center lights up. And the second half of the room fills with swirling magical energy. That's cool. That is so good. Denton starts wandering around the room with a childlike wonder uh he's about i think he's like two months older than beehive um he is not yet two years old uh, oh i don't think stream can see this oh that is correct oh uh, they missed it the transfer missed it changing i forgot to hit the button first oops um sorry um so the room is just filled with this magical brilliance uh and denton is just wandering around and nare and na are just like this is water deep (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, when... so is Asteria. Okay. Uh, and Denton gets to the middle of the room, uh, and as he does so, he just... I can open it! And he points at the biggest gate, and Z Zogrim just yells across the room, What do you mean you can open it? That's not an arch gate. No, no, I, I can open it. Watch! And he just shoves his open hand in the direction of the larger archway. Now stream gets to see this transition. It's it's a very minor transition, I I admit. Um, eh. Eh. Ooh. A portal opens in the gate. Who wants to walk through? I didn't see anything change yeah. on the map. Uh, it, it was very, it was very subtle. A light, there's just swirling yeah. lights down here. Oh, I was looking in a different direction. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk there. Be careful. I mean, I don't know if this is setting up for the next game. I was going to say like be a part of, but behind definitely wants to walk through. Feel free. And does so. Okay. Um, so I'm going to move, oh, okay, that didn't, that's not what I wanted. Wait, why didn't the, oh, okay, I see. That's, okay. Jeez. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take you guys to where that goes. Actually, you guys can, yeah, you can just drop your tokens in there if you want. If everybody else is doing it. Yeah. So including the kids, right? They're going to. I mean, apparently, I was. I tried to do that to get this. That didn't work. That was dumb. Asteria is um, only going if the kids are going. That's fine. That's why I was asking. Um, oh, that teleport didn't work great. Mm. That didn't put you where I wanted it to. It reveals. Oh boy. Huh. A room with a different symbol in the middle of the floor. But the same massive arcane symbolism around the room. And aside from the arch you just walked through, ten more spread throughout the room. I have no vision. Oh, god damn it. I'm sorry. I don't want to mess up your moment. Yeah. <laughs> Who's missing a token? Uh, yeah, I don't see it either. Okay. I, I was just watching there the stream. <laughs> there we go. Everyone's here now. But it's not lit up. It's not yes. lit? God damn it. Wait, why is that lit? see two nasks? No, no, I mean the, the floor. The floor. Yeah. Oh, you, you, yeah. you made a second nask. There's two nasks? Yeah. yeah. Oh, why do I only see one? South, south nasking. There you go. Or no Rodriguez. Oh, oh god damn it. Yeah, <laughs> okay, there we go. <laughs> I'm bad at this. Um, but yeah, the uh, the designs on the floor are not lit up. They are carved in the floor and empty. And we'll start exploring this place, the Nexus, next time on Dungeons and Dragons. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
this this was this was many months in the making to come up with how all of these things work and what this is going to look like and how the campaign moves forward i love this and essentially now that you've placed the keystones you have access to Fandolin and to uh, Kirsabal anytime you want. If you guys want to have an adventure in Fandolin, you say, Ian, I want to run it. I want to play an adventure in Fandolin. And I say, okay, I will prep that. Let's put it on the schedule. Or yeah, that... we start going through some portals. <laughs> That's uh... exciting. So, it's so, really beautiful, by the way. Like, yeah, really thank beautiful. Tim for that. Tim made this map. Um, Tim, you're amazing. So, real quick. Yeah. Uh, so, Nas will be checking out the southmost wall. Um, yeah. Is it just blank? Or... It is blank. Oh. Why? Yeah. Uh, he, he's just kind of slightly concernedly like, why is there one empty spot? Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so, um, yeah, all of the walls in the area are, um, made of these massive, essentially cinder blocks. Uh, they're like eight feet wide and four feet tall. Um, and that's the only wall at the south where the blocks are uninterrupted. Um, but it is a very solid wall. Um, there's, there's no secrets there. I'm just going to tell are you these right now. portals activated? Or are they? They are not. Um... Behind each uh, gate, behind each archway, except the one you just came through, it's a blank wall. Uh, so, uh, just so we can uh, wrap up real quick, as promised, you are paid for the return of the keystone. Roland pays you 500 gold pieces to be split amongst yourselves. Um, you found the plus one longbow um, in thanks. Nare... Uh, gifts you her like she she is honestly awed not only at all of this stuff that she's just seen but also at the generosity of strangers who would help her find her way to Waterdeep about which she has been um, enamored for pretty much her entire uh, teenage hood teenage ship whatever mm-hmm. um, and she would like to bestow upon the group of you her mother's pearls. Which include, at the center, a large one-inch diameter pearl, which is a pearl of power. What does that do? Uh, once a day, as an action, you can restore a spell slot of up to third level. Ooh. Oh, we have a warlock. Yeah. Um, so, uh, that is where we're gonna end the session. Uh, we'll pick up next time with maybe going through one of these portals, maybe going back to Fandolin, or maybe going back to Kirsabal. That's the cool thing about West Marches, is the players get to pick where they're going. Um, so, uh, thank you everyone for being here. Uh, if you are watching us on Twitch right now, please check out our YouTube. Uh, all of these episodes will be available on YouTube in perpetuity. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, please check out our Twitch, uh, where we're live three days a week. Uh, on Saturdays, we play Odyssey of the Dragonlords at 4 p.m. EST. On Sundays, we play Trolls for Hire, like this, 
at 1 p.m. EST, and on Mondays we play Rhyme of the Frost Maiden at 6.30 p.m. EST. Um, we also have a Discord, Instagram, and a Twitter, uh, but out of the three, I really only give a shit about the Discord. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead and follow the other ones if you want, but Discord. Discord's really cool. It's a, it's, it's a really... I, it, it sounds facetious coming from me, but so many people have told me that it's their favorite place on the internet. Um, and I, I guess I have to, you know, like I, I, it doesn't sound authentic coming from me because it's the place that I'm, I don't know. It's fine. Um, it's pretty great. It's yeah, really incredible. Okay, so, yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thanks for backing me up, yeah. guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I am not okay. Um, no, I am, I'm legit like, super excited to finally reveal this and yeah yeah no, i'm i'm so fucking jazzed um we also have a podcast if you'd rather listen to your D than watch it um but other than that um that's all we have for you today uh steph who we raiding uh cork baby dm, DM. Mm. um i'm so glad i have a producer to tell me who to raid because thanks thank you disembodied steph um, yeah so so we're going to go ahead and raid Carpe DM Live. Um, uh, Steph, do you want to say a few words about Carpe DM Live? Do you want to say a few words about Carpe DM yeah, Live? Yeah, they're doing a homebrew. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the words. Um, we did a homebrew. They doing a homebrew. We home did a homebrew. They do a homebrew. So if you yeah. like homebrew D&D, you're in good company. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and raid them. <laughs> what a mess. Hi, everybody. Um, uh, bye. bye. I mean, we got ten bye seconds now. before the raid counts down. So bye. Now. Bye. Keep waving. Bye. Yeah. Sure. Bye. Uh, yeah. Bye. Bye now. Bye. 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 bye.